one yo we are live yeah what is good everybody it's your boy ssh blackrod aka chris aka rancher I did this last week aka i mixed up my aka so i'm just gonna keep going with it and i'm joined by james to the green and rod what's good you guys what's good what's good man what's good oh no i gotta try that yeah i like that there we go Oh man, you know what's funny? When I do that, it's like uh I feel like I'm trying to like hold it in. I really want to be louder with it, but I also have to think, damn, I have a mic right here. I don't want to like break up the sound. I don't want the sound, you know, messed up. So like this is a this is a contained year. Most people that most people that know me in real life, if I see you in real life, I'm about to dap you up, or I see you like across the you know the street, you know what it you already know what it is. You already know the fucking vibes. Do they do? Do they know? Yo, they better fucking. They better, <laughs> they, if I don't hear a you're back, then they don't know. Oh. They don't. But but the real ones know. The real ones know. But what's going on, guys? How y'all how y'all doing? I'm tired, man, but I'm good. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's I think that's like a, a consensus with most of us. All of us, right? I would say so. You tired? Uh kind of, kind of. More baffled, confused. Um, because we were just talking off mic about this. At, at the time we were recording this, it is wing day. That is chicken wing day. If you yes, are sir. a connoisseur, a fan of chicken wings, today oh, is your day. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> so Yo, the day's not over yet. I can still it's, do it. It's not over. It, it's not door over. Dash, the, I can door dash, door dash. Yeah. There you go. Particularly if you mm. went to the place that I went to. I live uh, not Damn. far from Your a... Boy, I'm sorry. Your no boy one. really fucked up. <laughs> I, why Why hasn't... Why has no one told me? Why didn't anyone tell... I had... I had a Subway sandwich today. That's what I had today. Mm. God damn. Was it even mm. chicken? I fucked up. Yo, I'm gonna wake up in a cold sweat tonight of like <laughs> lemon pepper wings surrounding my bed beating me up or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh damn! Oh, boy. beating you like a drum. Anyway, um, Roddy. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> nah, yes, all like flats, a... all flats. <laughs> Are you a flats man? I'm, I'm a fat ass. It doesn't matter what you put in front of me. Thank you. Yes, eat it the wings, people. It doesn't matter. Just eat the wing. Eat the wings. The whole thing, minus the bone. Mm-hmm. Don't be leaving no extra on there. That's disrespectful. Yep. Yo, we'll, we'll talk. I say we'll talk about you. We see all that that chicken meat on that bone. Get out of here. Throw the wings back at you too. Yeah. Speaking of disrespectful, like it, every single time I go out, venture into the world at large, it reminds me of why I should not do that at all. Like it's it's crazy how people are acting. James and I were talking beforehand uh, before the show started about like how just. No one cares. I know we've mentioned this on the show before, so people are probably like, "Oh my god, I get it." And like, you you do, but also like, do you? We don't. It, <laughs> yeah, like it's it's so the way that this particular establishment was set up is that like you had to kind of weave, like they don't bring you the stuff. I well, so the, the deal was like I ordered for dinner. I ordered you know like twenty wings, right? Like I was like, all right, I'm hungry as shit. Like I'm hungry. Let's let's just go all in, right? Um, I ordered it online. I say, if, I say all twenty for you. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Plus, there fries. we go. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, for ten dollars, hell yeah. Oh so, yeah. 
Yeah, so I order online, and I'm thinking like, okay, well, I have them bring it to me to my car, and then I find out like as soon as I order, I'm like, oh shit, okay, they don't. You have to like call in for that. But I was like, ah, it'll probably be fine. So I actually get to the place and find out. Well, it's not like you could just walk in and then like they just give it to you maybe at like the hostess table or host table, whatever they call that place, and they you have to walk all the way to the back, like where they have a specific pickup table where which by the way they're seating people who are very close together it's it's not like is this six feet apart between where i'm walking and where people are sitting so like i have to kind of weave through all these people without masks because they're eating why you have your fucking dining room open i don't know but whatever you know you want to make your money fine kill people in the process okay anyway so if you you know you get to this table and you there's no one there there's no one manning the table it's just a bunch of food right i could be anybody i could be anybody and just take a fucking uh um bag of food but so this is the this is the mass effect paragon or renegade right (laughs) what did you do how many wings did you have uh i definitely for for, for this For this one, I definitely did a uh, Paragon move, you know, so I did there and they actually had like labels, like stickers on the ground saying, hey, dumbasses, this is six feet apart. Stand here, Uh, which I did followed the rules as any good citizen should. But, you know, it's pretty soon there was like someone who just like kind of came put their shit all in the food, like all their face just kind of like in all the stuff. I'm like, dude, the receipt is on the side of the bag, not in the bag. But uh, somebody did come out though. I will give it to them. Somebody did come out eventually. And I was like, hey, uh, of course I can barely understand what they're saying. It's loud as shit in there. And I'm just like, hey, my name is, you know, such and such. What is, where's my order? And, you know, of course it's right there. Take it out. Boom. It's, you know, I get home, I eat my wings. I'm happy. I'm just not happy about that experience, man. I just had to get that out there, you know. Uh, I don't know if you guys are like eating. I, I don't eat out very much right now, you know. Obviously, and like, are you guys, you know, having to make that trek? Do you guys do DoorDash? Or are you cooking more? Like, what's what's going on? I'm kind of curious, like what you all's experience is. James, first, you want to go ahead? Okay. Well, um, I am somewhat doing a bit of both. Um, so most of the time when ordering food, I am pre-ordering going in the pickup and it's usually like right there by the window or whatever or they handle it really well like this jamaica spot i frequent only lets one customer in at a time Mm. so you call ahead they'll call you when it's ready it's your turn to come in boom you get your food you're out Mm. but um but like since i said i'm opening up a, a hotel and they have a couple of like pavilions outside where you get to go and eat then they have like the the benches are marked off a of spot so you don't sit here, you don't sit there, that kind of thing. But it is still kind of open and still like around people. So cautiously around people, but most of the time to myself. Gotcha. That's only because it's free food and I'm hungry. So yeah, understandable. Well, yeah, right. Chris, what about you? I'm I'm gonna think of it. So at this point, like I'm I'm at like you know fast food drive-throughs. I'm working retail, so like. At this point, I'm li- I'm living in a different parallel universe than you guys are right now. Mm, okay, okay. Too. I'm not happy, but I'm not happy. About <laughs> but you know, <laughs> it is what it is. Like the least I'll do is when I'm at the window, I'll have my mask on. Right. That's, that's good. Yeah. That I feel like ninety five percent of people are not doing that when I see. Oh no. Yeah. Mm. See, yeah, like we're good so, about that at least. Like they'll order with their masks on, but it's just time when it's time to eat. Mask down. We munching. Right. Yeah. Right. 
Yeah. Somebody. No, I, I mean, for, and then, uh, oh, go ahead. If anything, if anything, I have like a, I still have a can of Lysol in my car that like I spray down like my wheel. Sometimes depending on like how dirty I feel from work or disgusted I feel from work, I'll just spray myself as soon as I get in the car. But you know, I'm trying. I'm still trying. That's good. That's good. Yeah. But, I, but I, I would last I would, week. You know, mm-hmm. if you I was say last week, if you guys followed me on social media, I don't know if I if I said anything on social media about it, but your boy tested, mm. and your boy is negative. Nice. Your boy is good. So I still. Want Rod, I still want to see if uh, my life expense expectancy has been cut down ten years or whatever. But <laughs> you know what? You know, I don't know. I, you might as well just leave it up to chance at this point. Who knows? Yeah, twenty twenty. Yeah, it's your at this rate. Fuck it. You know. Right. Um, Who knows? <laughs> yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't want any. I didn't want any more bad news. I'll. Yeah, I'm good. But, we but I still want to know. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Rod. What were you trying to say? Oh, I was just going to say the one place is the one establishment that I've been to a few times since this uh, pandemic started is uh, Taco Bell because it's been open late as shit. Um, And it's just like just great, trashy, great is it's really it's cheap food very quick, you know, Uh, and sometimes that's what you want. That's that's just what you need sometimes, and it fulfills that quota. But I will notice that it is one of the better establishments out there. Like that is that at least my local ones have been pretty good about like you know mask on all the time. Um, I did have a recently bad experience, but that might be another story for another day. But um, for the most part, ninety five percent of the times that I've gone, like the handful of times I've gone since all this shit started, it's been pretty good. Somebody even like paid for my order once. Uh, which what? was really cool. Yeah, yeah. Somebody ahead of me like paid for my food, and I was like, "Wow, okay." It was like, "Look at you." I appreciate that. It was really completely random. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I would have paid for the person behind me, but I did not have anyone behind me. So I was like, "Oh shit!" And it was crazy because it was Taco Bell at like a, you know, eleven thirty or something. So yeah, that you know. is rare. Yeah, it was extremely rare. It never happens like that ever. Um. But yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Anyway, I didn't want to derail too too much, but I was, I was gonna say they <laughs> they tried that with me. They would have like, yo, how much did this man order? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. They look, they look in the rear view. They're like, there has to be like twelve people in the car. There's just one guy. How? <laughs> how? This better be a DoorDash. How? Nope. What is the nope. go-to Taco Bell order? Whatever box they have. So yeah, whatever the box they have, but then at the same time, you know, you, you need your uh your you need a couple like just extra burritos. You need uh oh here's a real question. Hard or soft taco? Soft. Uh, uh wait. Yeah. Wait, really? Really? Soft shell yeah. tacos. Soft, soft shell tacos and then maybe oh. the Dorito loco. What, what do you mean? Oh I don't know you guys anymore. What the fuck? Soft soft tacos. What yes, the, Roddy? What the fuck is this? So what the, Okay, look. All right. So we, explain <laughs> to me the appeal of a crunchy shell taco. It's actually got flavor and some texture to it, as, as opposed to just everything just melting in your mouth with a soft taco. I, like, I'm not saying it's soft tacos bad. I used to eat soft tacos when I was like 12. I don't mean, do that. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> I heard it coming. I heard the wind up. Get that out of here right now. I was waiting for <laughs> no, it. No, sir. <laughs> I mean, look. I, you can be you your, your soft tacos that's fine that's fine but i, I look most the, there's a reason why with the box 
the default is a hard taco. Because they're not selling them. They have to get yeah. rid of them somehow. There you go. We have oh, inventory a, to use. That's a and it's hard shell taco. What? Yeah, that's that's something that they discuss on Reddit conspiracies. That's funny. <laughs> but no, here's why you get a soft shell taco. When I when I order my taco, I want everything to stay together. You get too deep into a hard shell taco, you have to eat a Half bunch of crunch on. first, which I didn't want nachos. I wanted a taco. And then when you get to the bottom, you just get stabbed in the mouth. And who wants that? Is it you? We're, or, depending, we're, or depending on how long it took you to eat the, the taco, uh, sometimes the bottom of that hard shell is like starting to get soft and immediately and breaks, breaks in half. Also yeah. worthless. We're Super we're messy. at, uh, we're and, at and honestly half half the time I'm eating my Taco Bell on the way back home, so that's not good luck. It's just a mess. It's a mess. you're at Taco Bell, so all pretense of like class and taste is just out of the window already. Um, I mean, most you're of the world, this up. Me, most damn. Most of the, oh, oh, I fully understand that okay. Taco Bell is not like the epitome of. <laughs> of, of quality i'm not saying oh, that at all but yeah, that's not like, what any of us are saying but but, but, but still I'm, taco bell if you want a sponsorship but what i'm saying right? is like 80 percent of the reason to go to taco bell is baja blast and now they sell it in the stores uh for a summer they sell it for like a few months and then they stop oh, yeah i got time isn't it specifically made to be eaten with taco bell yeah absolutely yeah it's uh, yeah. like fucking god's nectar it's great well, that's what's up. Good to know. Yeah. I don't even like Taco yeah. I don't even like Mountain Dew like that, but I will definitely drink Baja Blast like it is water. It's very good. I don't know why. I don't. You know what? That's true. I think if I ever, like, that's the time I drink Mountain Dew. Like, that's never my preference. Like, yeah. if it's like, you know, Mountain Dew or water or, or Mountain Dew and nothing, then I'm probably having nothing. Yeah. But if it's Baja Blast. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I, I've, dr- I've driven out of drive throughs when they say, oh, we're out of Baja Blast. I'll just drive away. I've done it. <laughs> Oh, you're wasting my time I'm through here oh man that's funny I can... we should do a food I can, see the, I can see the per- oh I'm down for that that's, that's down the road that's definitely yes. down the road but, uh, let's, go ahead, let's go ahead and jump into it before we jump into it you already know what it is if you're not following us on social media go ahead and follow us on all social platforms same thing with our podcast should I play that uh, we're everywhere Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts um, Pocket Cast, uh, Stitcher Radio, everywhere. So if you uh, want to follow us on your podcast app of choice, search, should I play that? Follow us, rate us. You know the fucking vibes. So we're going to go ahead and jump into our What You've Been Playing, which is very consistent with what we played last week. Super. <laughs> but I feel like we have some more to talk about. So guys, What You've Been Playing? I guess we'll start with James. <laughs> All right. I'm going to keep this short and sweet. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Shush- I can't even ever do it. I can never do it. Ghost of Tsushima. Well, at least, you said, right? at least you said it singular. Most people say ghosts, including myself. I was saying ghosts for some reason forever. No, you, just, you just want to always say ghosts. I don't right. know why. It's just one dude. It's one ghost. Just throw me up. One ghost. Point is, very little that I played. But it is still getting better. The, um, the little bits I have gotten to play, I just kind of doing open world stuff, exploring the land and unlocking different like headbands and doing haikus, which is random but fun. 
And I think that's just kind of how this game operates. It just throws out little threads and you, you go to a new spot and it's like, okay, here's something for your troubles. Continue on, become better. And um, I'm getting the perfect parry stuff down now. So that's opening up a lot more combat options for me. And that's what I'm really getting into now. The combat is like flowering. So I'm, I'm enjoying it a lot. But other than that, not too far story-wise. I'm going to keep working on it slowly but surely, but I'm getting through there. Where are you specifically? Are you in Act 1, I assume? I am still Act 1, yes. Do you know what you're doing? Like in terms um, of objectives that you have? Let me see here. I have found the blacksmith. I have found the archer sensei. I have... What else have I done? Those are the main two. And then just kind of helping villages and raiding those, um, doing those temple, not the temple raids, but like the fortress raids. Those are fun. I'm really yeah. enjoying that now. How many hours are you in the game? Or do you I, think you're, you feel like you've been playing? I'm probably like three or four hours. I haven't had a lot of time between work, but yeah. But, I'm, but here's the question. Is it in the three or four hours? Like, do you feel like you're still invested in the game? Like, is this still something that you're like, if you, if you're in the mood to play a video game, like at work or just like something just pops up in your head, you're like, damn, I sort of wish I was at home playing this game. Have you had that moment yet? Or I have had it, that moment. Okay. I really, so to have. Me, that's important. That's, that's important. Like I, I know that I'm enjoying the game when my day to day is like randomly interrupted because I'm like, yo, I rather be at home than be here. And I'd rather be playing this game. If I, if I, if yes. I don't feel like that for a game, I probably, I'm not going to like it. Like there are multiple, there have been multiple times during this week where I've been just doing other things for life or whatever. I'm like, I really kind of just want to go and play Ghost right now. Mm-hmm. Like I have okay. to do this, of course, but I would much rather be playing Ghost right now. So hopefully, once things settle down a little bit in the work schedule, I'll have some more time for that. But yeah, that's all I've been playing or not playing. But uh, Roddy. Okay, well, I'll go ahead and jump in here because I've been playing just the same thing pretty much. Uh, dabbled in other stuff as well, but but nothing really worth talking about um, as much as as my second week of this game has has gone. Um, and I find it interesting just because. So where what you're saying it, you know, it's kind of getting better for you. That seems like it mostly tracks for me. So you know, if if you were around last week, you would know that like you know, I wasn't super high on the game at the time. Um, you know, I was, you know, I have an open mind, and I'm I'm, you know, I wanted to I wanted to like it. There's there are things to like about it. So you know, I I hope that it was clear that I I'm acknowledging that is, this is not like a I think a traditionally bad game. Like it's it's not. Um, there were just a lot of elements that weren't really working for me. Um, kind of similar to I would say most other sucker punch games. You know, I think that they make interesting games conceptually, um, but nothing that has really stuck with me. Um, like again, you know, we kind of talked about Second Son or James. You were kind of going through Second Son, and I remember Second Son. That was my reason why I got a PS4 initially was that game uh, because it looked so fucking good. And I was just, I, you know, I wasn't crazy about infamous at the time, but like that concept seemed really cool. So I was like, all right, cool. So sucker punch has actually made a bunch of games like that to me. Uh, And ghost does not seem to stray too far from that formula, that idea. And I think it's hitting me in the same similar way. Um, So everything that you pretty much said about it is kind of how I 
feel now, like in this second week that we're kind of, I'm coming, I'm coming back to it and I'm analyzing like why I'm feeling this way because it's, it's very interesting. Um, I hit a point towards the end of act one where Chris, you mentioned, you just asked the question of like, do you ever have, did you ever have the feeling with this game that like you want to go back to it? Like there was this something that, interested you enough to like you always want to be playing Mm -hmm. it i didn't have that feeling until like the end of act one uh there are a couple story beats that happen where things actually got interesting and i was like all right cool so these characters are you know they're introduced in kind of like archetypes like they're all sort of one way but they they get more fleshed out as you kind of go along like i said Jen was kind of, like it's kind of a wet blanket. Like I said that last week. Yeah. Um, and I still mostly agree with that, but he does have moments that where he does light up and there are characters he plays off of that I think makes him more interesting or at least makes him more, uh, more lively to follow. Um, like I said, I think the performances are great. Like across the board, I think everybody does a really good job of like portraying these characters. I think it's just the way that it's written. I just, I'm not super impressed with, um, but which is a shame. Cause again, the game looks great. I think the game, this is the, this game's big, biggest asset is like how fucking good it looks. Like it, it visually is great. I don't know if it's on like, like in terms of fidelity, I don't know if it's on like a last of us two level, but it is definitely pretty high like some of the environments that you're in are just really jaw-dropping if you have an hdr capable tv like you should definitely be utilizing it um or in this is one of the few games where like i actually wish that i had a ps pro or ps4 pro because i wish i could like kind of get just even better more consistent visuals um from it it's like the first time i've i've wanted that um but yeah so my feelings, you know, got interesting towards the end of Act One, and through the beginning to mid mid Act Two, I guess of where I'm at now, like it's kind of tapered off. I don't think it's as low as my interest was when I started. I think that's the lowest point. In fact, I, I again, I don't think this game has a re- very good beginning, like a, a good opening few hours. I think it takes, like you said, James, it takes a few hours for it to kind of blossom, for things to come into shape, um, and for you. I was to gonna get- say, is it? Is that because they're uh, like setting up the story? Is the gameplay sort of like sluggish? Like, what's what's making it not fun in the beginning? Uh, maybe James has a different opinion about this, but for me, it's it's both. Like, it's it's that the story starts out in a very kind of um, familiar way. Uh, like we talked about last week, like it is this revenge tale. Like the Mongols are taking over something that actually happened in real life. The Mongols are are invading uh, this 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 country or in this this town. This specific space of Japan um, during this particular time period and. Uh, and it's basically about how you can push them back. There's the, that particular conflict is not necessarily engaging, but it's all of the little things that happen within it that kind of give it some heft, some texture. Uh, I, I, personally appreciate some of the uh, the side stories particularly the ones that are dedicated to your side characters and what i mean by that is that throughout the game through the beginning of the game the entirety of act one is like recruiting key players to help you rescue your uncle and once you're past that bit and you're into act two you start kind of 
getting even at towards the end of act one you're still getting like a bunch of side missions so like there's one character named kenji he's a sake dealer and ah yes kenji yeah i did meet him yeah and i mean he's fun like he's a he's an interesting fun did he need healing wait (laughs) wait wait. oh ah kenji with a k um oh yeah 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 (laughs) close though close very very (laughs) close but he is like kind of a wise cracking dude who like who jen is very irritated by amusingly so um and he's he's fun like it's it's nice to like have interactions with someone who's like not deathly serious because every i mean this is a pretty serious situation and everybody is like you know my whole family is fucking dead i wish i was dead why am i not dead? like yeah this game is like pretty fucking dour like i actually thought it was a little bit more lively and i think i might have even said that last week of oh man this is such a like a fun jaunt from last of us 2 and it's kind of not nice. <laughs> oh like it's kind of not like i mean it, last of us 2 is is more like intense with it i think yes but, but this game is certainly you know it, it's definitely most of the side quests don't end well for people <laughs> like like usually the side quest ends in like someone dying or realizing that like they have fucked they up. lost their family yeah some something <laughs> terrible has happened like to these people um and that's like how most of this the, the side quest and very rarely do you have like you know oh man my cat is stuck in a tree and you go get the cat and it's fine it's usually like okay you find out the cat was like you know taken by mongols and fucking slaughtered like it's just it's it's that kind of experience kind of through and through so it's it's not like i wouldn't say again as oppressive as last of us 2 it's very much like it's it's an interesting contrast against the environment so the environment is very like colorful and bright like especially when it's daytime you know you get like beautiful fields of flowers and it's great you know the autumn leaves, leaves are everywhere and the, the mm-hmm. smoke's billowing and the particle effects are going nuts mm-hmm. exactly yeah. exactly so like when it, it so i and I, I do think that that's intentional like that's definitely an artistic choice sucker punch for sure you know it took and they were like yeah let's we're gonna this is a beautiful country ravaged by war it's a very basic concept that's you know easily illustrated in like a lot of other films and things and that doesn't make it mean it's bad uh, i actually think it's really cool so there's a lot of that um, in this game. And and what kind of drags it down to me is that, you know, what you're doing, like a lot of... So, James, you mentioned the camps, right? Just mm-hmm. as an example, you mentioned like, okay, they're really fun. And they are. They are genuinely, you know, really fun at first. And then like you do 20 of them and it's like, they're all kind of variations of the same thing, uh, very much in a far cry style of like, uh, you know, what do they call? I guess base camps or whatever the fuck. Like, right. Yeah. It's, it's like, and sometimes they'll give you like objectives, like, okay, go assassinate somebody from above or like, you know, distract three guards and kill them without being seen. Like sometimes those are interesting and, and fun ish, but like, again, there's still variations of like sneaking around this thing, you know, killing this dude, killing that dude. And then like, you know, clearing it out. And then that's that. Now you don't have to do those things, but they definitely help because they give you a specific experience that will increase the combat system. So it very much is again, checklisty, uh, like that kind of experience. I don't think that's inherently bad, but that's just what this game is like at its core. Uh, and there's nothing that really, 
distinguishes it, I think, other than the setting itself, which is important. And that's not something to just dismiss. Like, I think that's cool, right? Were you going right. to say something? No, I'm, I'm listening. I'm, I'm pretty much agreeing with you. You seem to be right on the right on like my wavelength. Mm, yeah. Yeah. It's it's yeah, it's just interesting. I just don't like it's not bad. Like it's it's not a bad game. It's just I'm not like I, I again I, I do like it better than I did the first time. You know, that those first few hours were fucking rough. But like after that, I really had a high of like, oh shit, I actually want to play this now. And then now it's kind of evened out to a, you know, I'm gonna kind of continue this to see to see it through all the way to the end because there's a couple storylines and characters that i'm interested in personally like seeing just how they wrap it up not necessarily because like oh i really love this character but just like what happened like how are they writing around this bit so um you know i i I do i'm I'm gonna see it through i'm definitely gonna finish the game i'm not gonna i'm probably not gonna like find all the hot springs and haiku things and shit there's like too many of those but um but they are good every now and then to like trip on and like just do like if i'm traveling from one mission to another i happen to run across a fox den and i'm like okay yeah sure i'll follow this fox for two minutes and get the Mm -hmm. charm that it's going to give me or whatever like that's fine Um, and the game does a really great job of marking that stuff for you so something else i really like that this game does is that it marks whenever you find something of interest and you can always fast travel fast travel to it yeah that's what i was gonna ask mm -hmm. How's the fast travel system? Fucking game. phenomenal. It's great. It's quick. It's yeah. really quick. Like I'm ready for the PS5 release where it just carries you off into the wind and you land in your spot. Dude. Like that's what I'm that's what I would expect. Yeah. Yeah. You you can't even read the tooltips half the time because the game is so fast. Uh, I'm gonna miss those next gen. <laughs> Man, like Kotaku had a good article. If anyone has uh, is interested. And they haven't read it. They had an article about like the the technical capabilities that they were able to actually um, achieve. And they actually, at some point, they said the loading was so fast, they had to actually slow it down a little bit because nobody could actually read the tooltips at all. So, um, I mean, I'm talking about, I'm talking like uh, across the, it's not like, just to kind of give a bird's eye view of it, it's like they, the assets, the individual texture assets are so small. They're like two megabytes or something ridiculous like that. Um, that does mean that if you look really, really closely, some of the, the every you might notice like some things are like a little more blocky than usual. You can kind of make out the textures. Um, but on the other hand, that what that means is that they can load them extremely quick. So it's very useful to have something like that kind of running in your system. And that allows you to fast do things like fast travel and load in. Um, I don't even think the initial load, I mean, you, you could correct me if I'm wrong on this, James, but I don't even think the initial load is all that bad. I think it's like half a minute, maybe. Um, right. And then compared to something like Horizon Zero Dawn or mm-hmm. Last of Us 2. Yeah, these things are lightning fast. Yeah, yeah. I even think back to like Grand Theft Auto five and like that initial load is like seems really long um, and that's still terrible in 2020 still, no yeah, really bad. i think it's like even worse now no no it's worse destiny 2 destiny 2 oh. it's, it, it's oh, so yeah. bad it's so bad now to the point where like they're like hey let's let's add some tooltips mm. <laughs> so that you can yeah, like you can look at something it was always weird, really long though wasn't it yeah it was but like now it's like obnoxiously like that's that's super sad. obnoxious yeah and that'll keep you from playing a game every time oh absolutely oh yeah Dude, sometimes like i've said okay i'm gonna play ghost because i know that i can get in get out and do what i need in literally 10 minutes if i want to 
And mm-hmm. and that's awesome. Like I love the fact that I'm never waiting for anything in this game. I feel like it's not something I'm seeing a lot of chatter about. Usually, I, I usually hear about like how the graphics are pretty and the combat's fun and all that stuff is true. But like it's, I feel like the loading, the technical, like the technical aspects are a little bit underlooked. Um, so yeah, definitely want to shout shout out to the the game engine devs because they did a fantastic job of of doing that for sure um yes yes so yeah i I mean overall it's still i think a a decent experience if you're into this kind of game like a a open world if that's what you want you want to tick items off a box like that sometimes that's it's fun to just dive into something like that kind of mindlessly put on a podcast like this is the perfect podcast game um like you can definitely do that here you know uh and and that's I, i think there's value in that as well i just don't think that has much in the way of like true like i'm not super engaged with everything that's going on around me um like the minute to minute i think i'm enjoying like the the moment to moment combat uh which is which is cool i really like that um it is starting to feel like a little bit easy and once you kind of i'm not even leveled up on any of my stances at all like but i do have everything else so like i'm trying not to just bully my way through things i'm actually trying to like use tools and things like that and that's pretty successful at this point um but it is like you know when you do 25 camps in a row <laughs> like it does kind of get pretty simple so uh they they try to divvy it up a little bit there are a few missions especially side missions that do a little bit different than just like hey kill this mongol that's a lot of it that's like the majority of what you're doing and you are following a lot of fucking footprints uh that is what you do a lot of uh, you go into detective oh, no. mode and you you do that um i fucking hate tailing missions that's the one thing about judgment I fucking hated. Like, I don't don't make me tail people and then insta fail me. Those were funny, kind of. But dude, I even fucking hated those. Like, they were they they were some of them were kind of funny, but like I I they were all the same thing, and they would always do this thing, this stupid fucking thing, where they would like go five feet over and then look back just randomly as if someone yes. was actually chasing them they have no reason to believe anyone is tailing them at all um, except for now because this mini game exactly exactly <laughs> um but there are a few of those in ghost not a lot thankfully there's not a lot of them but they do have a few there's a few insta fail missions which is a, definitely a huge uh, pet peeve of mine in stealth games don't insta fail me don't ever do that i feel like you should all your game should always be dynamic enough to allow me to be seen and maybe get and get out of that that sticky situation um i feel like just to bring up a recent example last of us 2 did that really well and i think that's like the cornerstone of what that what made that game so good is that you were able to like adjust to the situation depending on what was going on um and there's a few times that ghost does it where it's like ah come on guys like you 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 didn't have to do it but fortunately it does not happen a lot so that's that's good uh but anyway uh, i don't want to just ramble forever so i think i'll i'll end it here but uh yeah I, i'm sure i'll maybe wrap up next week if i if i'm going at the pace that i'm at now so yeah we'll return i was trying to find like a uh i saw it on instagram where someone was trying to sneak through a village and they got shot by like an arrow like while they're like trying to jump off like a roof yeah so they got shot by one arrow and i sort of like stunned them in the air but then got shot by like another arrow and then like sort of got juggled in the air getting hit by arrows and then wow. finally like he landed on the ground the guy just walked over and just stabbed him in the chest can we talk about that really quick the right. executions in this game are mad disrespectful 
<laughs> like they will kick you like five or six times first and then they'll stab you yeah in your death animation like, oh. when you cannot do anything <laughs> he's like uh, uh, and he's like nah get his hands bro like it's it's bad yeah it's bad. Like, they're like hey yo hey yo fight back fight fight back fight back basically <laughs> yeah. three or four of them and then one guy finally just walks over and it's like yeah stab yeah okay final yeah. comment i, I want to make about that um add lock on what the fuck? Please. Get good, Roddy. For the dude, I can't tell you how many times <laughs> I have died due to the camera in this game because I I can't fucking see the person who Jin is like auto or soft locked to, and mm-hmm. I, not having auto lock is killing me. I think that would make the combat even better, even better. Uh, but that is kind of a pain in the ass, and I have never really adjusted to that. I don't know if you've adjusted to it at this point, but I have not. I kind of have. I just flail when I need to. There's no stamina bar, so if I'm not sure, I'm just kind of swinging. Yeah, See, it works out. And that's the thing is that, like, I feel like with games like this, I feel like we like you shouldn't have to do that. Like, if you shouldn't have to just mash and especially be rewarded for it. Like that's that's something I really appreciate about something like, you know, FromSoft games, you know, just to to call them out, like, you know, their systems do have the stamina system. And even if they didn't, like, you're still not rewarded for um, you know, for being open for for just ma- button mashing. And this game can get a little mashy. Um, it will punish you eventually because if you if you attack someone who's consistently blocking, they will parry you and then attack you. Um, but yeah, it's that aspect is a little frustrating. So it there's a few little things about it that keep this this system from being like one of the best to me. And I, f- I see some people throwing that around, and I don't, I don't agree with that at all. Uh, I think it's really yeah. good, but I think it could use some improvements. I feel like that's what those patches they're busting out are. Give it some time. I feel like they'll fix so I feel that. Like I, I feel like I'll do what uh, James, what you did with Days Gone. I think I'll wait for whatever patches if they are going to patch this game. Any of like that stuff to come out. Mm-hmm. And then I'll I'll hit the game up later. Yeah, I feel like they will. The game's getting enough attention. And they already got a patch out yesterday, I think. Yeah, it was a patch Adding, yesterday. It added like a difficulty mode. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't and think you bugs. Okay, a few bugs, yeah. Which a lot of people are saying it's really buggy. I haven't run into a lot of bugs. I've run into like a few funny ones, but nothing super serious or I didn't have to like restart my game or anything. So, yeah. That's good. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll try this down the road. I still, you know, have other games I have to catch up on. Yeah. Just wait for the PS5 version. I can you know do that coming. too. Yeah, it's worth a shot. It's it's worth checking out, you know. Um. Yeah, so... But yeah, other than that, that's about it. Chris, what you been playing? I've been playing the game of life and just, no, the game of like survive Corona and the outside world. And actually, no, I've been playing Stairmaster. Shout out to uh, one of the co-hosts from That's Unfortunate. We went hiking and I thought I was doing a good job hiking like down some stairs. But then she was like, all right, cool. Taking the scenery. Now we got to go up the stairs. Oh, boy. When I say I was mash in my mind, I was like mashing X the whole time. But then but then, I, you know, like I just I couldn't anymore. So I was like, wow, now I got to recover. So, oof. Yeah. Horrible times. Horrible times. I, I, I needed to put I should have put more invested in more stats and uh, endurance. I think that's where I fucked up. That's what the training yeah. is for. <laughs> 
honestly, honestly, yeah, I haven't really played too much over the past week. Um, between uh stuff from work, stuff with uh the other podcast, and just like just life. Uh just it's been it's been a you know long but short week. Like I sort of feel like I just came off of doing this just like a couple days ago, but it's literally been a week since we've been back uh on the show. So it's crazy. Um, I've played a little bit of CrossCode, which I talked about last week. CrossCode is a action RPG that um, sort of takes like the tropes of Sword Art Online, where the main character is like you know trapped in a video game, and you are trying to you know regain your memories uh, because of some bug. You can't really talk, so like the one of the side characters, they're pretty much like your guy in the chair. And they're essentially like throughout certain story beats, like, oh, look, I inserted such and such word into your vocabulary so you could say it now. And oh, uh, cool. it's just, it's, yeah, it's really interesting seeing how a mute character is actually talking to characters in a game that uh, is like trying to have full conversations with you, but you can't talk. So sometimes you might have like a, uh, like a party member with you and they'll say, Oh yeah, such and such. Like the main character can't talk, but you know this is what this is what they they're trying to do. Or um, sometimes people will just sort of like keep talking, and the main character literally is just saying their name like a Pokemon and <laughs> getting through the conversation. So it's it's small little like tidbits like that that I'm really enjoying. Uh, the gameplay is different, as in like um, you have like a good mix of action gameplay but then at the same time it's sort of it could sort of be like a bullet hell because some enemies have bullet attacks some enemies sort of like jump up and like go out and try and attack you so each enemy has like a different attack pattern mm-hmm. that you sort of have to you have to get like used to and you sort of have to adjust to mm-hmm. um, let me think i mean it's 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 really an interesting game i just sort of wish that I'm playing on the Switch, and it's not the best version because it's sort of uh, sort of glitchy. Um, right now on the Switch, there are some sound uh, errors where, like, if you jump back into the game after uh, leaving it on sleep mode, you'll jump back into the game, and like the sound will just like be staticky. It'll sort of be like all over the place. So, um, you know, you'll have to like restart the game. I mean, it's not like a huge issue, but it's like yo. It's 2020. If I'm buying a full price, well, not full price game because this is twenty dollars. If I'm buying a game just in general, like I would sort of want bugs like this to be fixed. But I think they said that these uh, bugs fixes are coming. It's just that Nintendo takes a while to, you know, um, certify the like the patch and update. So it's um it's a cool game. Uh, like I have it playing on the on the screen right now. You guys have any questions about it or like anything you want to know about it? I mean, you. Oh, go ahead, James. Mm, go for it. Yeah, I, I don't know if I have specific questions. I think I said this at the time last week too, but I honestly think this looks really really cool. Um, it, I'm always a sucker for these type of experiences and mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the vocabulary thing is, is actually really cool. Um, and I like when you, you can have interesting ideas, new ideas kind of wrapped up in a familiar aesthetic like this. Uh, and, and just 
like deliver it in a way that feels fresh. And, and that's, I'm kind of looking for like those kind of small experiences to have right now. So I guess maybe not a question as so much of, as a comment um, and, and really mm-hmm. kind of a, an endorsement as well. Like I definitely want to, you, you've made me want to check this game out for sure. She can run yeah. up the cliffs. Oh, so yeah. So yeah, there's certain cliffs that like have like an incline where you can sort of use that to sort of get on top of higher cliffs. Mm-hmm. Right. But usually um, that's like the Pokemon thing where I'm stuck going down. Yeah. Only. Yeah. So yeah, this, yeah, and this game is, is, is vertical to be, it's very vertical to be a top down. Yeah. Game. I see. Yeah. Um, and then sort of like with just the gameplay itself, like just like the, the melee mechanics, it gives me like a heavy legacy of Goku vibe. If you've ever played that on Game Boy Advance. I love that game. Yeah. Huh. So it's cool. Like it's, it's, it sort of checks like different boxes that I wasn't asking for, but it's cool to see it all like come together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The like, more I'm like looking at, the, at this, I'm, I'm like, yeah, seeing I, all the inspirations. Mm-hmm. Like I I I always hear, like I hear about this game uh, a lot, and I hear that it like the st- especially the story is gonna pick up once I start getting um like more abilities and like the story picks up in the second half, uh because like I said you're you're essentially trying to figure out why your memory was deleted and uh you know I think in the beginning of the game you know of course one of the villains sort of show their face mm-hmm. and you're trying to figure out why they're trying to attack you so. It's yeah. I mean, I'm I, like I said, I didn't have a chance to really play too much. Uh, the sort of section that I'm in right now is considered like the beginning area of like MMO. So there's like a lot of like enemies I had to like go into the area and then come back out of the area to sort of keep grinding to uh, level up. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Uh, there's a cool like mechanic where sort of similar to an MMO. When you're playing and you're trying to like grind in an area based on like the level of the enemy, the like let's say if the enemies in this area is like level twelve and I'm level ten, at that point I'll keep getting like the max amount of experience until finally like I surpass level twelve. And once like we're at the same level, you'll start getting less. And then once you're like over their level, you'll progressively get like less and less experience to the point where when you like kill these enemies, you're getting one experience. So it sort of forces you to, instead of grinding in the same area, it sort of lets you push out and like keep challenging yourself. That's awesome. That's good. Yeah, I love that. Yep. And uh, yeah, so, I mean, and there's also like just puzzles that I haven't really jumped into too much. Uh, there was like one side quest that sort of got me into sort of like, it was like a boss fight, but then at the same time a puzzle too, because of the mechanics behind the boss. And like all of this, like I said, all of this is like in the first couple hours of the game. So I still have apparently a long way. I think this is maybe like a 30 to 40 hour game. But that's like if I'm just doing like just the main quests. Mm. Uh, there's a lot of like side quests. There's a lot of quests that like I'm picking up that's like, hey, like you're picking up this quest now, but you you're like under leveled for it or whatever. So there's yeah, this game, the, the game itself and like the the world that it seems like it's like building up right now, it seems pretty interesting. Yeah. And yeah. Like, this is, and this is me talking off of like two hours of gameplay from this game. Yeah. I mean, it seems like the narrative, I know you probably haven't had like a ton, but even the narrative seems like it's compelling enough to kind of like give you breadcrumbs to figure out like this mystery. Mm-hmm. Like, Oh, who's this? Who's this villain? Who's this dude? Um, so that's, that's pretty nice as well. Cause it's, I mean, and an amnesiac storyline could be super cliche, but it sounds like it presents this one in a very interesting manner. 
Yeah, and it's it's self aware. Like it knows that like you know that you're in a video game. So they'll they'll say certain things that you would hear in a video game, but like the characters know that they're in a game. I just like so how satisfying it. she seems to be like as far as a movement perspective goes. Because that's huge for me. If it's not fun to move around the map, I'm not gonna do it. But I'm loving how quick this is, how nimble she feels just by watching. And I'm 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 guessing that skill tree that they showed earlier opens up mm-hmm. other traversal abilities and that sort of thing. Yeah, so like when you're I don't think in this video they show her like dashing around, but like when you you have like a uh what do you call it? You have like a special move that you could do with your melee attack, with your uh uh ranged attack, with you blocking, and then also with you dashing. So mm-hmm. each of these trees sort of like give you different perks based off of that. And if you need to sort of change the effect of that skill, you like in that skill tree, you can sort of like pick either or and then go down that particular skill tree. So it's it's okay. really like it gives you a lot of choice on how you want to play. Um and then it gives you enough choice where, like, let's say if you're going all in on melee, but then you come across a boss or come across an area where you need to start using, um, um, what do you wish call it? Like air, like uh, ranged, range. Then you'll be able to just go straight into your menu and do that. Sweet. Oh, like a respec kind of deal. Yeah, I do. Love and like that. it's just, and it's just like letting you respec. It's not like charging you or anything like that. Oh, yeah, that's great in RPGs encourages that uh experimentation exactly mm-hmm. yeah so i'm you know i really want to play more of this game and then i also like i said last week i <laughs> i started paper mario but when i say i started paper mario i like it's the the typical beginning of a mario game hey let's check out what peach is doing oh shit peach is being kidnapped mm. again an entanglement again if you will yes <laughs> yeah so yeah, uh, I'll, I guess I'm sorry, guys. I'll talk about that um, more next week. I haven't even gotten into like a battle yet. Like, I think it's more. It's like it's teaching me how to use like the origami stuff right now, like the outer, like overworld stuff. Um, like I said, five maybe five ten minutes into the game, and it's uh, it's Paper Mario. So we'll talk Fair about enough. that next week. So let's go ahead and jump into the news for the week. Um, this week, we're going to go ahead and start off with the Xbox uh, Games event. Uh, we sort of, I think this happened last Thursday. Yep. Yeah. Last Thursday. And um, you know, be on the lookout. We're going to have like our impressions video, like our first impressions video uh, up on the channel pretty soon. But let's go ahead and sort of give our roundup on what we felt about this event. So um, if you didn't know, this was like Xbox's gaming showcase where they wanted to force show off halo that was like the big thing that everyone knew about mm-hmm. and they were also showing off like you know of course other games um i guess we do you guys was there anything that stood out that you guys wanted to start off with or um what do you guys think about just the event overall i don't quite understand the hate that it got mm. personally mm. um i think it was a fine event i think it hit with well we talked about it but um it hit a game for pretty much every type of gamer in that presentation yep. so it was it was cool to show off its range basically that's microsoft has range yeah microsoft mm-hmm. they we're we've known them to be either shooter racer or more shooter so mm-hmm. it was 
definitely good to see them show off some like the Japanese games. We saw uh, Fantasy Star. Um, mm-hmm. In in, saw... in the pre-show, it's worth noting that Yuji Naka debuted his game on PlayStation or on uh, Xbox, uh, which I'm sure probably has a PlayStation port. But I mean, it's cool that like he's on stage going like, "Hey, this is the game that we're doing." Um, and J- uh, Dragon Quest Eleven S, the newer version, is also coming to Xbox. So I mean, yeah, you guys are. Is right. it really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was in. The I didn't pre-show. see that. It not that's, that's huge news. Yeah, it's yeah. Why did it not mention that? that? I don't know. I, I have no idea. It was like in like that hour long pre show that they had beforehand um, with Jeff mm-hmm. Jeff, Jeff Keeley, and that was mm-hmm. one of the the biggest pieces of news is that it was coming. So I think either later this year or early twenty twenty one, but very very soon. Did they say is this like the Switch port? Yeah, like where you're getting like oh, oh that's great. Yeah, that's yeah. like that's that's essentially like the best version of the game. Yeah, yeah. basically, basically. So um, wait, has there ever been another mainline Dragon Quest game on Xbox? No, this is the first yet. one. No, I think it's the first one. Wow, yep. that's a big deal. I mean, when Microsoft said they were going in on, uh, you know, getting like RPGs, getting like more, you know, Eastern games, like they they're serious. Yeah, I see. Good yeah. on them. My uh, my impressions of the like just overall before we dive into specifics um, is that yeah, I echo pretty much everything James said. I don't understand. Well, I guess I do understand that I hate because you know I I think a lot of people who said uh, you know was shitting on this really hard are not really people who you know were going into it in good faith in, in the first place. I don't think that you know. I'm not saying that you had to like the show. I'm, I definitely don't want to come off like that. You're more than free to dislike it. But um, I do think that there's a contingent of folks who are going to hate either of these companies, like shows, no matter what, um, and not really look at it from an objective standpoint. Uh, but with that out of the way, yeah, I think this was a solid show. I think it was very similar to the PlayStation 5 show for me personally, where it's like, you know, I'm not super blown away by anything. Um, and I'm not like, oh, my God, I must get Series X day one. Oh, my God, it, I'm going to get one of those consoles like day one anyway, because like I just like games. But but there was I don't think either has like a killer app for me yet. Um, but they have plenty of games that I'm interested in or or I think look good. So, or that I'm like excited to see more about in the future. So, you know, there's, I think they, like you guys said, it hit all the quadrants that you could possibly hit for people who like different kinds of games. There was a Tetris effect uh, trailer at some point. So like that's, Um, you know, I think that's awesome. And, you know, hopefully they keep doing this, like whether that's third party or first party, whatever. um, I think it's awesome that they're, they're getting tons of support you know, out of the gate. I want to, I want to see them continue, continue to do this. I do want to kind of legitimize one point of critique that I did read about. Um, actually, before I jump into that, also want to state game pass fucking best deal in gaming. We say it all the time. Oh, um, we say it all it the time. Here we go. Yeah. yeah. It's it, on the box at this point. Completely insane. Completely insane. Yeah, that if you, I was gonna say, if you didn't know every game that they showed off in the showcase is part of game pass. Yeah, like think about that. Every single game that they showed off, you could day one just download it and play it. If that is not the best value, like it, and that you can even say that, oh man, I don't care about this game, I don't care about that game. Yeah. Like, yeah, you still have it though. Like, exactly. I know there are a lot of games that I've like told myself, yeah, I'm not gonna like it, I'm gonna hate it, but then I just ended up just you know, hey, I have it, you know, from free, for free through PlayStation Plus or 
through Game Pass. Let me try it out. Let's see what it's about. And ended up loving the game. Introduce like op- open up your mind, guys. Quit, quit, you know, like you could do more than Warzone and Fortnite. Uh there's definitely more games out there. No, there's right. not. That's a lot. <laughs> Uh, Alana, Alana Pierce put up a really good video. I thought um, that was like 10 minutes long about just kind of like, hey, it, Game Pass, is, it's crazy that more people aren't talking about this. Uh, funny enough, has she listened to our show? I think so. Not, she someone definitely needs, should. Someone needs to clip this and send this to her. Yo, check out our show. Check it out from like day one. You mm-hmm. have a huge, listen, this is, this is quarantine. You have the time. Listen, watch every episode. She's pretty single episode, and you'll see how many times we've said something about Game Pass. Yeah, no affiliation. Yeah, no No affiliation, but we've done it. She'll meticulously go through all 75 episodes. Absolutely. Um, I think it's really cool, though, that, you know, she basically laid out like how how much that like this should be called out and talked about more because it's just a model that is beneficial, I think, ultimately for people who like to play games. Um, And I think. Yeah, exactly. So I think in the long run, we, you know, a lot of people, and this is kind of goes into rolls into my points about a point of criticism that I do want to legitimize. Uh, but, you know, a lot of people are questioning, like, is this sustainable? Like, can they do this? I'm not really personally worried about Microsoft. Microsoft is a multi-billion dollar country, company at this point, like, you know, fucking whatever. Like at some point I do expect prices to be raised. I hope they don't hike them up too high but um but look for what you're getting i think 15 dollars right now is a fucking steal so for the fact that they're not asking more right this second um is is awesome and that's 15 for both uh uh, that's 15 for game pass uh xbox live gold and for the pc cloud right and xCloud, which we haven't even gotten into yet. But like, yeah. let's say if you just if you're just console, you could just do the console version, for right? Ten dollars, right? Absolutely. So, um, there the one thing I do want to mention uh, that I kind of agree with is that so this particular show is it was not I think a great showcase for the Series X specifically. I think it was a great showcase for Microsoft in general, uh, but. I think in terms of the console, like why would someone buy the Series X? Um, I don't know if they really showed why that, that is the case. When so many games are coming to Game Pass and cross-gen with Xbox One, uh, which we're going to see a lot of, obviously, in the, the launch window for this thing, um, there's not a lot of reasons at this point that you know you might be inclined to get a Series X. I probably will because, like, you know, or I, I want to see Lockhart, like, Tell me more about that first, but um, I'll get one of the new newer line of consoles, but I could totally see somebody who has a one and it's like not super kind of maybe on the fence of just saying, well, I might just keep my one for like the next couple of years because a lot of those games that did release or were shown um, is also not going to be not only, you know, for Series X and PC, but also compatible with the one. So including bigger hits like, you know, Halo, I can really only think of maybe like Fable and and Avowed as far as games that are Series X exclusive. Um, I think maybe even Forza. I'm not sure about that one, but um, there's a lot of cross-gen going on. So again, I, I don't know if there was like that super super heavy emphasis on like only for series x you must get this box but again a lot of that was also for the playstation event as well and that's maybe partially what drove my emotions uh kind of in the in the 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 middle of the road for that as well is that like so many of those were also cross-gen so 
you know, it may take some time see, but, and maybe we'll see. But that's, I, I think that for the main, because I always try to like think of like just the, the main consumer, like mm-hmm. just the, the average consumer. Cause I, for us, like you said, we, we, I think we'd only pick it up for just the main fact that we're, we're enthusiasts. Like we, we sort of want to be like, we want to see what the hype is about. Of course. Um, but I feel like for main consumers, like they, especially like certain play, people that play like the Call of Duties, people that play like you know annualized games. I think for them, they they've just been they just need the hype. They've been waiting for like this next system for so long that at this point they're buying it regardless. Like I I legit have friends and family who still think I work at GameStop and they. Every time they see me or every other week, they'll text me and say, hey, uh, when's the PlayStation 5 coming out? Like, I don't know. Like, I even if I worked at GameStop, I still wouldn't know. Right. But um, people are people are just excited for this. So I, I would. I I think so. The only reason then look, I then look at I was yeah. say, but then look at like like for kids, like when they're asking their parents. They, the kids don't they don't care about like oh you know it's a 500 600 system no they it's a new box bother. yeah it's a new box they, they don't care well, their, parents, their parents <laughs> listen and then their parents just want to shut them up because they have to deal with them all day because they're being homeschooled now like I, they want they don't want to deal with their kids mm-hmm. i had a very like, i doubt a kid's gonna tout that as like a feature like i could play all my old games on the new box like no i gotta get the new box otherwise you're not gonna buy me the old one. I guess or, I, you know what I mean. I, I had a, like a much different childhood, I guess, because like that that would never fly. A five hundred, six hundred dollar box would be a hell no in my household. But I, I do think so. The only reason why I would say I, I would challenge that idea is because I think it depends on what the the price of the console is actually going to be. Like I don't think mm-hmm. I, I don't think people flock to this if it's six hundred dollars. I don't even think people flock to it if it's. 500 to be honest with you like like the average consumer because i think the i think it's actually the the opposite of what you're saying like i think the people who do play the call of duties the war zones fortnites or whatever like all the time they're i don't think they're the ones who are going to really be jumping at the opportunity to spend 500 dollars on a new box like that's not even going to have most of their friends on it presumably like i think they're going to want to keep or hold on to their their system for the next couple years and say eh, maybe in you know this is anecdotal of course but like you know maybe i'll just hold on to it for the next couple of years and see what happens then see what happens with a price drop so i think see, see, that that sounds that's that sounds right but then remember, I'm living in the reality where like I work retail and I see people like come in and spend. I know these people. They would they like before Corona would have maybe you know complained that we're selling a pair of jeans for like forty bucks. Now they're now which forty bucks, which is on sale with like something else. They complain about the sale. Now they're buying these things full price and like spending hundreds of dollars. People have Corona bucks right now. They don't care. Like <laughs> I I think I think a lot of people sort of oh. And that's unfair. I feel like that's unfair because I know there's some people out there that are struggling. I don't want to make it be like, make it sound like there aren't people that are struggling, but I've seen a lot of people sort of like treat this pandemic as like, I don't know. It, you can sort of see where I'm going with this a little bit. Like pe- people sort of have the money to sort of like go out and buy the stuff. And I already have my funds set aside for both boxes. I'm ready. Yeah. So yeah, I know what you mean. I, I understand. Yeah. I understand what you're saying, but I also think there's a reason why like they're coming out with this new system. Like I, I don't think like I mean, 
like for me, part of what killed Microsoft was like the price that they had. It was it was priced higher, significantly higher than the PlayStation Four. You could get the PlayStation Four for a hundred dollars cheaper, and it was more powerful. Like that seemed like a no brainer. Um, yeah, okay, I see where you're, I see where you're going. With like this. Okay. I, I think the main reason why they're even having they're 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 having the idea of the second box is to have a more quote unquote affordable option. Like if you can have something at three hundred, three fifty, like why why not i don't think it's retailing at 300 but i think at least i could see a 350 box or 400 and having series x 500 or above like that's and to me that is a better value you're telling your warzone fortnite only people hey we have this 350 dollar box you know go for that one rather than like mm-hmm. the 500 plus box which i don't think most people are going for it's same with ps5 we don't know that the details on that yet but we do know two SKUs exist now um we don't know if there are power differences i actually don't think i don't think that there are going to be power differences but there will certainly be a price difference um and the disc drive the digital version will be the cheaper one presumably so like that that will be the one that to me sells sells more but i guess we'll just have to see i'm just talking out of my ass right now no it makes sense. I mean, when you're whenever we're talking about next gen, like that's like that's the argument right there. Which like the price point and like what's really gonna work for for people. So, um, I don't know. Like we really have no idea where uh these price points are gonna be for the systems. Like you said, PlayStation Five has the two SKUs, which I don't see there being a power difference between the two. Right. right. I think it's I think it's honestly just like a different hard. I think it's discless and it has like a hard uh, bigger hard drive i agree with i think you. that's like a main difference. yeah yeah as opposed to i you know once again not trying to like hop on, on on microsoft but i feel like they're sort of doing it doing it in the right way if we think if what we think is about to happen having like that second skew that is going to be less powerful because we did see the um xbox x xbox one x get discontinued so i'm guessing whatever lockhart his is supposed to be like that replacement so mm-hmm. you know that'll be your your you know your middle of the road your uh you know more affordable next gen option and once again pairing that you know what you know would be crazy pairing you know whatever this uh lockhart system is going to be pairing that with game pass mm-hmm. mm, like bundles or like bundles yeah it's bundled in yeah hmm. how how long would you get on game pass probably Maybe. three months Okay. That's probably three, say. three, maybe six if they're feeling super generous, but I think three mm-hmm. sounds good. Yeah. So I couldn't see them doing more than than three or six. But at the same time, when you even with three or six, shoot, even with one month, you're still mm-hmm. you're still looking at launch games are out at the time. Mm-hmm. Looking at multiplayer. You're looking at your backlog of Xbox One games, your backlog you all of those games 60 too? games. All of those you get too? all of them. Yeah. So Yeah. And I mean, the, I think, Microsoft has said before that their thing is not like, to get you to play on our box. Just come play in our system. Exactly. So, yeah, they care about that. They're the- not really stressing it. That's, that's, that came into fruition for me for this show. They're like, this is the one they've... Phil Spencer has been out there saying the same shit all the time. Like, you know, I'm, we're talking about the ecosystem. We care about like where you play, you know, not, we don't care about the, like, dude, at this show, I was like, oh my God, I actually understand. Every single thing is not only on Game Pass, but also available on like, you know, the X, the the, the Series X or whatever. I hate these names, but like the, all their main boxes and in the PC, like it's, 
it made sense to me in that moment. And I was like, oh my God, if you have uh, xCloud too, and you could just mm-hmm. go freely from your desk at your computer and you're like, ah, I fuck this. I don't feel like sitting here anymore. And you just hop on your TV or maybe in your bedroom or you have a Lockhart or whatever. Like that would be neat. Like that's cool. It's like you're never not playing Microsoft games. <laughs> exactly. That's what the, ideally that's what they want. Like, right. That's right. That's really an interesting idea. It's the Xbox one like from 2013 that they were trying to have in the first place, except um, way more consumer friendly, at least up front. So yeah, that's crazy. They, yeah, I think with that, they, they tried the Xbox one 2013. They tried to pull in the crowd of like, I think they were trying to get like the TV crowd. They're trying to get like the movie crowd. They're trying, they're trying to, they were literally trying to do everything, but gaming at the time, which mm-hmm. was their downfall. Yep. So They've definitely learned, and they they've definitely like turned everything around. Um, it's just that I feel I like thought. I feel that you know a lot of people like they pledge their loyalty to Sony like blindly and like way too hard now. Like, bro, you were on three sixty like a decade ago. Like, just like turncoats. Like it's it's really bad. I don't know. Like I I get annoyed whenever like people like are like anytime I say anything about Xbox on like facebook or twitter they're like oh you know uh you know the playstation 5 is so much better looks better it's, the whole fanboy stuff yeah it's just annoying yeah Does and it that's, look that's better honestly i think i like the um i like the uh xbox series x I have to yeah think about it every time i say it you think about- i like that more than the playstation 5 just design wise like the box same yeah oh uh yeah i'd probably agree with you but i like because they're like in an ugly contest to me like, <laughs> like, like it just reminds me of like a tower versus an alienware pc yeah and like that's what i got I, yeah i I, tower. I respect that sony went for it with the design but they just didn't hit it for me they just didn't hit it at all. <laughs> that ain't it, Chief. <laughs> no, man, it, not at all. Not at all. Oh, as far as... Also, uh, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, Psychonauts 2. Yeah. Like, yeah. It happened. It's happening, guys. You did it. Yeah. We've been we, asking we, for this game forever. Last time we heard about it was maybe last year at E3? Maybe? Like, it's been a while. Since we got was it confirmed? I thought it was just the VR game last time. No, they've confirmed that they're working on it uh, before, like at other shows. I just don't remember which one, but we have not seen like a lot of it. This was the first time we've seen a ton of it. Um, the first time I think that they said like it was outside of the VR thing, it was like a title card, and Tim's um, Tim Schaefer was like, "Yeah, we're doing this," uh, but we didn't really see anything. So it looks it looks neat though. It looks like more Psychonauts, which is always good. But I'm glad that you brought that up, James, because I was just about to ask you guys like what games stood out to you since we haven't specifically called those out yet oh yeah um i guess you know psychonauts too but i told what let's jump into halo because i know that's like yeah, the big thing that. for a lot of people so <laughs> i know for me i knew like going into it that like it was just gonna be just like regular gameplay i know the biggest thing right now is like yo you know the the models were like ugly and it wasn't even high resolution and there's a lot of like crying. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah it, yeah a lot of memes like sort of like were born here but at the same time i enjoyed what i was looking at i think like just as, like aesthetically i i like sort of where this halo's like leaning towards mm-hmm. and like when you if you if you guys go back and watch our uh 
you know impressions like our first impressions like it it, it really gave like a you know halo combat evolved yep. uh vibe to it so man fuck the haters that's what i'm trying to say i hey, i like what i saw and i'm i'm ex- I'm excited. I want to see multiplayer once again. That's what something I said before. Griff multiplayer, ball. like I'll, I'll Griff Ball. That's what I need. I just want. I just want to smack some people with the like gravity hammer. Yeah, um, Halo, Halo just exists for Griff Ball for you, and I love that. Like I genuinely yeah. love it. <laughs> you know, I I will play the multi. I mean, a single player campaign. I probably won't finish it to tell you the truth. But um, you'll put a thousand matches in Griff Ball. God damn it. You know it. <laughs> it's like the better version of Quidditch. <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not wrong. James, what did you think about Halo? I'm interested. Um, like I said before we started on that show, I kind of fell off after Reach. Um, I have no idea what the story is going on in 4 and 5 at this point. I don't really care. I'm excited because it feels like a soft reboot of the franchise. And I think it's what it needed. Um, gameplay looked fun, fluid. Um, I didn't really see the problem with the graphics either. I guess I was just more just interested to see the gameplay. But the lighting system is different, so maybe that's what everything seems so weird. They're doing with the dynamic lighting now, and there was a lot of shadow, so mm-hmm. things seem darker. Mm-hmm. But um, overall, I'm I'm ready to get into it too. I'm not a huge first person shooter person anymore um i got burnt out through 360 and like the early years of ps4 on first person shooters in general but thanks destiny i'm glad to see that like <laughs> I, was, I was waiting for it thanks destiny <laughs> no honestly i think oh man i think what burned me out on shooters was a uh, battlefield to be honest oh wow because mm. we, yeah, we, 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 yeah. we played a yeah. lot of battlefield we put a lot of battlefield back in the day yeah, yeah. um but well, um we it was fun, we, though. we all agree on this actually I, i'm a little surprised about that like I, I i thought this looked fine i i watched it i even watched it again like we're a week removed from the the reveal and everyone everybody else's opinion did not change mine in iota like i think this game looks fine like i mean yes can it look can some of the textures be you know better sure yes like it got this is also a work in progress guys exactly it's a work in progress a very it's an older build and by the way i see a lot of people saying like well why don't they just like you know put out a new build okay well first of all like it's been a few months into coronavirus everybody's working from home and in case you didn't know you have to actually build specifically build a demo you cannot just like hit record on like a fucking current mission or whatever that you think happens like that that's not how game development works like go read literally anything about like how these devs have to like literally put together teams just for trade shows so they can uh, build specific scenarios so that it can be played and demoed successfully because the minute that you have something that should not happen in your game you are fucked because then that's your first impression of your game for the entire world uh so Mm. just in case anyone didn't any audience member didn't know that's why um but again this game looked pretty cool to me like chris said this is combat evolved just later in the franchise which is nice like the the combat looked nice and and like punchy like it just looked like just so you know when you shoot something or you like melee something it just you get like that that crunch just that, that, mm-hmm. that you feel like a weight they it just looked like that classic halo weight and i appreciate i appreciated that for one i um, mean i think the grapple hook will be 
you know, utilized in a neat way. And no one seems to be talking about like the open ish world type of thing. I don't think it's going to be like, you know, sucker punch open, but like, I think it will be, it will have a different way that you can kind of tackle objectives. And I think that's nice. If, I was talking about this before, but it's like an expanded version of uh, Assault on the Control Room, which is like the fifth level in the original Halo, where um, part of the reason why Halo was popular is because it was a console shooter that acted like a PC shooter in a lot of ways. And some of that was because it had wide, open, expansive areas. It was not a corridor shooter like the majority of console shooters were at the time. So it revolutionized like how these games were played um, so or it designed. And so that is, and Assault on the Control Room is the level that epitomizes that because it basically is a huge playground where you can like take banshees, which are like the flying vehicles, and you can like kind of pick uh, like your routes of attack because it's a, literally a wide open space. You have vehicles like that are shooting at you, like the wraiths. It's just, it felt huge at the time. And it, it, it gives me, the, Halo Infinite kind of gave me a little bit of that anyway. Not like, you know, all of it just because it's a very small chunk of gameplay and there's not like anything super epic, quote unquote epic in it. But I think that it had enough in there to look good. So I, I totally don't get, the reception behind this at all i think people just I mean, kind it's, of it's enjoy their mostly meat. fanboys i think mostly like people that going in they weren't looking for the best so once they saw something that wasn't good quote unquote good they had something to talk about that's all that was yeah well they did jeez they did talk <laughs> yeah so i'm excited about it once again i want to see multiplayer um and i want to hear more like more on the single player like or is like is this truly an open world like am i able to like travel through this halo ring like what are we doing so yeah. you know this is a launch game um i can't see them delaying this game no i and, don't it happens and and if if they do like you know I, I think at one point um the word was that they were going to launch this without multiplayer please what? push it back yeah just push it back. Oh, like, that was it, it, that I was a fake rumor, huh? Yeah, that was that was fake. That was that was debunked. Oh, that was okay. Okay, okay, good. Yeah, no, that wasn't. That was some weird, random rumor that was like picked up by some notable people in the industry, and it got like circulated around for some reason, like very quickly too. No verification. Yeah. But then uh, Sketch, one of the the community leads uh, at three four three, was like, "This is not true." This is flat out. We're okay. debunking this right now. Yeah. So, and when they say something, then it's it's definitely not happening. Well, good. That's good. Good on them jumping jumping right on that because normally, like rumors like this, sort of like spread and sort of sit there for a couple days. So right. that's good. I'm sure they didn't need more egg in their face from everyone else. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, if that's the case, then yeah, I. I, I'm not gonna say I have no worries, but like we'll let's see next time they show off the game. Yeah, we'll leave it at that. Yeah, that's fair. But any other games uh, stuck out to any of you guys? You know I gotta tell you about Fable, Chris. <laughs> you know we gotta talk about Fable. What about? There's not much to on? say, unfortunately, because we just got a CGI trailer. Mm-hmm. Not even like actual game, like anything game like in that trailer. It was just Tinkerbell eaten by a frog. But it exists, and I'm happy, and I will take it. No card games, no weird like tower defense spinoffs. Fable 
RPG. Fable ass fable. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, it's cool because Playground Games is doing it. Uh, Playground Games, to me, made one of my favorite racing games of all time, which is Forza Horizon. Uh, and yes. So it's cool to see them doing something different um, after doing like, what, three or four of those. And uh, yeah, I really like that studio a lot. And I think that they could do something cool with, with Fable. I'm just really curious to see what it is at this point. I need to know something. Yeah. Like, are we starting over again? Are we sort of trying to go forward in the timeline? Like, what's the deal? Because it didn't say anything about a number. It was just Fable. Mm-mm, right. It just said Fable. Probably a soft reboot of some sort. That's fine. I just wouldn't, I wouldn't hold my breath for anything. Don't yeah, trust me, Chris. That game is probably a few years out uh, at this point. Probably yeah. 2022 at the earliest. That's like being generous, probably. Yeah, probably. But, uh, yeah. I it's think, coming though. I'll take I think it. Avowed is cool um, because it's a it's as a Pisidian. So those this is the second game in a row that we got like a CGI trailer, but that we're really excited about. But like we're kind of going off the pedigree of the developer. Um, mm-hmm. We got a little bit more here because we understand that it is a first person game uh, that will also use like magic of some kind. So Oblivion or Oblivion uh, Obsidian, <laughs> right? <laughs> Obsidian uh, is is very talented, obviously, with making these type of games. They did Fallout New Vegas. Some would argue the best Fallout game. I'd probably argue that. Um, and Outer Wild or Outer Worlds, um, which is you know a different sort of um, similar RPG, but like in a different sort of setting. So with Avowed, they're kind of hitting a completely different genre that they've never touched before. And I find that awesome. So uh, that's another one that we'll be waiting a few years for, for sure. Most likely. Probably still get it before Elder Scrolls 6. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Don't hold your breath for that either. No, I'm not. Um, but that's then. Yeah, no. No, thanks. Oh, speaking of Obsidian, we did get that um that DLC for Outer Worlds. Mm-hmm. Where it's coming, I should say. So that should be fun when that shows up. Yep, September 9th, I think. Mm-hmm. Well done. September 9th. I th- I mean, is it word on them throwing out more DLCs for that game? Because like I if Actually, so, yeah. I sort of yeah, I sort of want to wait until they all drop before I pick it up, pick up any of it. I guess that makes sense. Get the full experience. Yeah. They showed off um well, showed off, quote unquote, but Everwild, something they announced, uh, Rare. That's another CGI trailer that may not be coming for a while, but again, off the pedigree of the developer. Rare is, I think, mm. Rare. Oh, you don't like Rare? I, I I liked Rare. I don't think it's the same Rare anymore. It's not. You're right about that. It's oh, not. No. Yeah. Um, different different people are at that studio, but see if these were was cool. Like it was a cool experiment. I wouldn't say it's like a great game, but who? See if see if thieves. Oh, see if thieves. Yeah. Oh, I thought he was trying to be funny. No, I really didn't hear you at first. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. See if these was like all right. I think it was neat, but and it had it retained some of that like sort of trademark rare charm. Um, in kind mm-hmm. of presentation and its humor, which, you know, it doesn't see, I don't know if Everwild will have any of that. We didn't really see much, but it just had a really neat art style that I think got a, a lot of attention. Um, a lot of cool smaller games too, like Grounded, which is Obsidian's smallest game, mm-hmm. uh, which mm-hmm. has done really That's out now, right? It's out right now. It was out, I think, yesterday. Um, so on Tuesday, and it got a lot of attention. So it's like, I think I shared this with you guys as well, but it was like the number two most streamed game on Twitch and like really high on the Steam chart. So it's doing really well for them. It looks like a success. So well, good, good for them. Yeah. 
Um, was it um, was it free to play? I don't know if it's free to play. It's just in game preview right now. That's all I know. Wait, is it like a battle royale? I didn't quite understand what it was. That was it's, like a co-op adventure. Yeah, kind of. It's like a co-op it, it, simulation thing. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, basically. Uh, uh-huh. You build things. You kind of like build shelter from bugs. Um, or you can, I guess, at some point betray your friends and make a point in the trailer saying, yeah, you could fuck your friends over and have fun doing it. That's <laughs> oh, not, boy. Like the game for me. Um, mm. Yeah, they showed Hellblade 2. You know, which I still need to play the original one, but a lot of people are excited for that. That's neat. Um, State of Decay 3, huge. I love State of Decay, so that's cool that that's happening. I'm assuming you guys don't have... I've never played that one. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a very cool idea on what it would actually be like to kind of try to survive a zombie apocalypse. Um, Like, you have to, like, recruit people. You play, like, the, the idea is that, like, you have a bunch of different characters that you, that you actually play with. It's like Watch Dogs Legion, actually, like, in a way. Like, you, you genuinely play, like, multiple characters. Um, you have a home base that you kind of build out as the months and years go by. Um, and that just had a really cool, like, scavenge system and weaponry. And, like, yeah, it was just, it felt very scrappy. Like, you are, like, on the your your heels basically all the time because you're okay. fucking killed so it was cool it was actually really really cool uh remedy showed off their new game as well which is the crossfire x game kind of hate that it looks like a very generic sort of first person shooter but it's remedy so i'm gonna give it a shot yeah like I, that's what i want to talk about too. i because wasn't wasn't this supposed to be like a remake of a older series or is this something that's yeah, completely it, new? It, it is based off of an older series called Crossfire. Mm-hmm. Okay. But that's all I know about it. Yeah. I don't know. I mm-hmm. sort of got some crisis vibes off of it. That suit? Yeah. That'll do it. Yeah. I'm curious to see what it, what more gameplay looks like. But you're right. It did come off as kind of just who's military shooter guy. Yeah. Have fun. Yeah. After like Alan Wake and Control, which are like two of the, the more creative games in this space, like seeing that was definitely um a little bit of a shock but we'll we'll see uh, i kind of want to mention stalker stalker too just because most people just never thought that game was coming out I mean, we knew it was in development but like just to kind of see it here coming to a console uh mm-hmm. is pretty neat and probably the the game with the best title is uh the gunk just needed to show you know put that out there Definitely gonna buy, just like check that game out because of its fucking title. It's great. The gunk. The gunk. It's great. What was I'm trying to remember? What was that one about? That was the people by who did Steam World, and it had like kind of the the little little moon person who was like, oh, I say moon person, but they were like on a different planet, and like they were sucking up like gunk, kind of like a, like <laughs> a vacuum cleaner. Mm-hmm. Like, like we just mentioned exactly exactly okay. like that it was like black stuff it was that they kept sucking in this vacuum but yeah it looked cool though it looked interesting it was one of the smaller games i thought were, was neat uh, and of course tetris effect connected it was awesome because it has a multiplayer now it's fucking crazy it's like the only thing that game was missing so now it's actually perfect uh, <laughs> yeah i think that might be it though I, I mean, we don't have to go through everything but i think those were like the big things right yeah I think that was almost literally everything. Oh, shit. God, I mean, Forza was there, so there's that. Oh, yeah, there's Forza. But, I mean, that's, that's sort of like we're getting a Forza with 
an Xbox. Like we're getting a Forza every couple of years. Right. So right. that wasn't too surprising. Um, they talked about Destiny. So of course I got to shout out Destiny. Um, and then uh, they talked about how like you're getting all of the uh, expansions and you'll also be able to play it on um, Project X Cloud. So that's nuts. Cool. In itself. Yeah. yeah. Which at that point, like, I wonder if xCloud is going to be exclusive to just um, just to like just the Xbox system itself. Like, would I be able to use that technology with like my PC or something? Oh yeah, you should. Yeah, absolutely. I I I would be baffled if you could not. That would be crazy. Like, are they gonna like hold that exclusively to the systems? I don't know. But at the, but at the same time, we're getting like these newer souped up systems that should you know run really uh well for the next year or two before pc shows up with like a, a souped up graphics card <laughs> right ah, i'm waiting for that day so waiting for but that. yeah you know like you said at the beginning of this i think that this showcase was pretty solid like i didn't leave this upset i was like you know what we we sort of you know got what we were expecting we got halo we actually got gameplay from halo and uh i think that's they, they did a good job of not like showing us a trailer and then having like 12 minutes of the uh developer like talk about something so the pacing was pretty good it was like to the point and just this is the right pace microsoft like y- y'all did good um we want to see <laughs> give give the people what they want to see which is you know lockhart and the price i think that's the next important thing is seeing wh- how much this console is going to that's what that's what we want to see. Yeah, once we get there, we'll be good. Yeah, once we get that, it's officially like that's when we start counting down the days. Yeah, I think when they when they reveal that the the date is out and pre orders are open at that point. Mm-hmm. But same thing with you guys. I think we all are in consensus that it was pretty average, right? Yeah. Yes. Nothing offensive. Got the points across. I'll take it. All right, so we have a couple of other smaller stories. I mean, you know, that was they showed up a lot. So like I feel like it was, you know, good to sort of give the event more time. But um let's talk about the US Army and Navy having Twitch accounts and uh using these accounts to sort of do big giveaways and uh doing stuff that like would redirect them to recruitment pages. It's been a, a story that's been in the news for at least a couple of weeks now um but now it's sort of like picking up steam you're seeing that the uh, u.s army esports team they pretty much suspended all their social media pages and i guess they're trying to sort of like lay low now that people are sort of looking at what they're trying to do which i mean come on guys we we know how like impressionable our youth are so to sort of use Twitch as like a platform to recruit, like I don't know, it it makes sense, but at the same time, it's it's really horrible. What do you guys think? I try to get away from the real world when I'm playing my video games. So, like, hey, you want to go to war for real? No, not really. It just wouldn't work for me. I don't. I don't get why they would do fake giveaways either. Like, why are you lying to me out the gate? And then you want me to come work for you? Yeah. I mean, it's 
ethically questionable <laughs> that you would try to re- recruit people unknowingly, unwillingly, um, to enlist in military services uh, through channels that are devoid of any sort of like platform like that. I, I don't know that it it seems like something that should just kind of be common knowledge. Like you should just know that that's wrong. <laughs> like you shouldn't do that. It's really <laughs> fucking shitty. Um, I don't I've even do that a lot this year. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know what else I could even say about that. Like I didn't even, I didn't know much about this uh, until very, very recently. Uh, but yeah, this is like really prevalent, like on all the, like on a lot of streaming platforms. Um, and you said, Chris, that, like they're banning they're banning people like their own social media people now no no they're they're taking down their their pages so they a lot of people are going to these pages sort of calling them out on their practices and they're sort of like shutting down like the esports page has been like you know you can't find it and then in the actual chat when people are like bringing up what they're doing they're banning users from uh the streams Mm. yeah if somebody wants to do that then they need to do that of their own volition of their own accord and and have someone speaking with them who's like you know i don't know it, it needs to be to be in an official capacity you don't you don't do this i can't even believe like i'm saying that but we you don't do that it's not good it's not right stop doing that yeah so i threw in some links uh talking about the stuff so like if you feel like you know you sort you if you want your voice heard um if you want to uh sort of look more uh, look into this a little bit more we have some links in the chat and then it'll be also in uh, the description as well but i don't know i feel like all of this was an idea of some like low level like intern and like sort of picked up steam like some generals like you know what this might be a good idea and it was probably like a younger general and like it sort of like got going got going and then finally like bam here they are it's a bad look. I just, I just love the, I love the idea of just like this grizzled general, this veteran who's just like, you know, what we need in the military is we need some goddamn gamers. Shit, like I just love that image. <laughs> what the? They fuck? need drone pilots. They oh need drone God. pilots. They need uh, dams and say um, they need grunts. They need um. They need people that uh, could get some nice skill shots and then floss on their enemies after they kill them. Oh, oh Jesus. I can't wait for the 360 you, no-scopes. You know can't the fucking wait. vibes. <laughs> you know the fucking vibes. <laughs> but yeah, that's that story. That's that's enough of that. Nope. Uh, let's talk about Next. PlayStation Plus for August. Uh, looks like we're getting Fall Guys and Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, which is interesting because we were talking about that, I think, last week. Fall Guys definitely looks like it's that game that will pick up Steam once people pick it up and like stream it or like play mm-hmm. it with buddies. I'm hoping that this takes off. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to say take off like Rocket League because Rocket League like was like lightning in a bottle. I don't really think you could replicate that to the same effect. Mm-hmm. But if I feel like if enough people you know download the game, it's free with your PlayStation Plus, and then stream it, play it with their friends, I can see this getting popular. And then, of course, Modern Warfare 2 uh, remaster, which all time classic. I, yeah, which I heard was, I mean, which I heard was like a straight cash grab. Like it wasn't like a full fledged remaster. 
it was more or less them like porting the game over to the new engine. No lie, I don't care. I love Modern Warfare too. That was my favorite Call of Duty, so I'm good. Yeah, so pretty. It's a solid month. Is this mm-hmm. the is this the ten year anniversary for Plus? Yes, um, this yeah. is ten year. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you know, shout out to PlayStation Plus ten years. Uh, if you don't know, uh, check your your, your inbox. inbox. Yeah, you get your ten dollar credit, which I know for a lot of people they can blow it on V Bucks. So yeah. here you go, you and I. New- it's crazy that we yeah. we basically just spoke the Fall Guys thing into existence. It's kind of crazy. We did. We literally, yeah. I think, on record as saying, like, that would be a good idea if they did this. Huh. Someone listens You're to welcome. You it's funny. It the, um, the, was it the developer on Twitter, like, sort of, like, quote, unquote, leaked it through, te- uh, through tweets. So I thought that was pretty funny. I, I thought you were gonna right. say, "Oh, the developer on Twitter like tweeted our show." <laughs> it was like right, the clip. Yeah, we should. I was like, oh, hey, yo, yo, somebody, somebody, go back to last week's episode. Clip us talking about it. It's in the exactly. vods, yeah. I think so. Yeah, yeah, it's in the vods. You know the vibes. Find the vods. You know the, you know, you know the vibes. Um, while we're still talking about uh, PlayStation Four, uh, Cuphead was announced and then released on PlayStation Four, which. It's huge in itself. This is a Microsoft, you know, made game, published game on PlayStation. You know, it was already on the Switch, but mm-hmm. uh, is it Microsoft published? Yeah, like it, like when you boot up the game, my, uh, Microsoft Game Studio. Really, I didn't know. I did actually yeah. didn't know that. I thought it was uh, self published by the developer. Was it? That's what I thought, but that would make that would kind of make sense like with ori ori is something that was uh that was published by microsoft or in conjunction with them because when you when you boot up ori on switch um it will have the microsoft game studios logo on it which is wild but um i thought it was this was different for cuphead but maybe i'm yeah there's their publisher is studio mdhr oh that's the the developer yeah okay so they're self-publishing they just must have them. some deal with Microsoft or something for like ex- exclusivity. Oh, okay. So yeah, so that's on PlayStation Four. If you love your, um, what do they call this? The Dark Souls of si- um, side bullet hills or something? Side yeah. scrollers. Yeah. yeah. If that if, if, if that you and I played made, made you excited. Yeah, we played a load of it. It's fun. It's a it's, great game. It's really, really fun. I love playing as Mugman. I think that's one of the coolest character names in the world. Uh, Mugman is fucking awesome. He needs to be in the next Mega Man game. He should be. He absolutely should be. Yeah. I was totally fighting Mugman. Oh, uh, anybody still playing Animal Crossing? I have fallen off a little bit. Like I used to. I was playing every day until the last like couple weeks and now i have not played every day yeah i haven't played since i think spring like when they started doing like the spring stuff and like oh, okay. every time you would every time you would dig you'd get an egg so i was like yo fuck this, this oh yeah that was dumb. <laughs> yeah mine was even further back than that like i didn't realize it wasn't on my switch anymore Oh, well, that's yeah. how long it's been. Yeah, there, there's actually if you guys ever did go back, then you would actually have a bunch of stuff, like a bunch of new things to My do. Poor neighbors, man. <laughs> well, like, good, I got them all in there and just left. They, the, <laughs> the good thing is, like, they actually don't leave now unless you tell them to explicitly. 
Oh, good. I get to see my boy Cardia. Yeah. What was his name? Sheldon. 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 Oh, shit, I got Sheldon too. Sheldon's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So we're you know I brought that up because there is a part two for the summer update. Um, that starts on the thirtieth, which you know so tomorrow or the day before if you're listening later. Um, you're getting weekly fireworks shows in August. You're going to be able to visit other players' islands in a dream. And they're um, adding island backup and restoration, which... Did you say visit islands in a dream? Yeah, I don't even know how that works. Um, yeah, that's it's the same thing that they did in New Leaf, which was like... Well, they used to have like a dreamatorium or something, like in the last one. Like it was its own building. And in New Horizons, it's just like a bed in your house now which is kind of lame but you basically are able to visit someone's island when they're not even i think when they're not there or they're like just not playing the game whatever um but it's like a non-interactive version of it i don't think unless they've changed something you couldn't like pick their fruit or their flowers or some shit but you could like walk around check out what they've got like maybe get design ideas things like that i you want to meet villagers but i don't know that's kind of how it works Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it seems like it's a sizable update. It's cool, some some cool stuff. Um, I don't play the game anymore, so I can't really be excited about right. it. But yeah. I'm happy for my friends who I have. I, I have friends that are still like specifically playing this game. Like, so yeah. that's good on y'all. <laughs> the games I play don't update anymore. Yeah, they, they don't care about. It. They're they're giving the game out kind of piecemeal in some ways like some of the stuff that they're releasing are things that we've been able to do before like the dream stuff Uh, some some of it is new the fireworks uh the swimming i think is new um Mm -hmm. so they there are definitely new updates in here uh, which is nice every like couple months you feel like you're getting something so if you are playing every day you know you're at you know once every 60 play sessions or so you might get something new which is just neat it's a fun loop. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good. I'm, I mean, Animal Crossing sold well. It's good that they're still supporting their game. Mm-hmm. They promised us a year's worth of content. And they're delivering. So. Good on them. So, there's that. I keep getting a sound. What is that? All right. Uh, last bit of news for the week. Uh, Marvel Avengers. Are you guys excited about that? Because they're still talking about it. <laughs> It's uh, right around the corner. Uh, the beta is releasing next month, and uh, you're going to get the beta August 7th for the PS4 pre-orders, August 14th for the PC, Xbox uh, pre-orders, and then it opens up on the PS4. And then uh, August 21st is an open beta. Guys, what do you think about Marvel Avengers? <laughs> I, I I don't. Mm, you, you don't I think feel? It lo- I think it looks better. But they showed today, every time I see the game, it looks better than it did before. I, I've heard that <clears throat> a lot today. I've not finished seeing, like watching it, but I've heard that people say that it, it's showing much better than it did. Mm-hmm. And I, I think one of the things that really threw people off before was just the design choice. The game didn't appeal. It didn't feel like a comic book game. Mm. It didn't feel like superheroes. It felt, it felt to me like a, like a bland version of Anthem. Oh God! And, yeah, wow. not, not, <laughs> not from that's a mean. Blend. No, like that's a visual cheap. perspective, like from a okay. visual perspective, color palette wise, it seemed like a bland oh. version of Anthem. Let me clarify. Yeah, 
But from what I've seen as far as what they're trying to do with the beta and what they're going for as far as adding in new characters, um, it seems like it's going to be one of those expanding games where you're going to get a chance to play through no matter what your character is. You can develop out each one. So it's going to incentivize that gameplay loop of trying to grind through and pick out different pieces and customizing your hero to make them the way you want them to be. And it seems like the people that are making the game really do care about the um, about the source material. Because when they showed the trailer for Hawkeye, they referenced that they went back and looked at a lot of his solo art's work for his ideas, for his design, and for his story. So if you are a comic book fan, there's going to be something there for you. And that, that makes me happy to hear. Because this feels like this could be a games as a service type game, but they're not trying to nickel and dime it. They actually they care about the products. They're giving you the uh, the Easter eggs and all the comic book references you love. Like, when's the last time you seen Modoc in the game besides Marvel Three? When's the last time you heard about AIM at all? Yeah, as like a a group. So that's cool that they're they're trying new things. They're trying to make the less popular characters have that kind of pop to them. I'm I'm interested. I don't know if I'm pre ordering quite yet, but I do want to check out that that uh beta so we'll see i think for me luckily i'm busy enough where like the old me would have been like yo let me pre-order so i can play the beta i think i'm cool enough sort of waiting until that open beta but at the same time like it like you said they're throwing so much into like they're showing that they're doing a lot of fan service so Mm -hmm. uh like throwing in like these unlockable costumes from different comic events uh and just showing that this game i think is gonna like if it works out well you'll be able to play it for a while and like keep playing it and i think that's what they sort of want with the game right right because like, games like, like more this, action I think problem, packed animal crossing yeah the, with games like this like the problem was that you'll burn through it in like 10 hours and then that's it but it looks like this game is a little bit deeper than that. You can sort of customize these characters to sort of play differently each time and sort of mold it to how you want your, your specific hero to play. Uh, yeah, I can see where people are saying the more they hear about it, the more excited they get, which is sort of good. Like, I sort of like, I I like being surprised. I like picking up a game and like not expecting too much of it and then it surprising me. Um, this has been a minute since the game has sort of like done that to me. A lot of games we, and I feel like with like just that comes with like you know doing this podcast, reviewing stuff. We sort of can look at the game and sort of expect what we're gonna get out of it now. So mm-hmm. that element of surprise is like long gone now. So and that's why I like I when I see or like hear that games are actually doing things a little differently. Like I, I get excited about it. Yeah. I'll take a kick-ass, amazing 10 hours instead of a mediocre 30 any day of the week for $60. I'll also take something that I could just pop in and play and then hop back out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's so that I think I think for me that's where my concern comes in is how does the game feel? If the combat is fun, then I'll be more invested into the game. If it's not, like if it's not fun playing this game, then I think that's sort of where like it falls apart for me. Right. That is the one thing it's hard for me to, I started to convey through just watching. Mm-hmm. Cause um, animations do look slick 
Um, it was a day I tried like cool things like watching Kamala Khan grab somebody out of the air and slam them. And they were talking about traversal systems or like she'll have a grappling hook if you're Black Widow versus like jumping if you're the Hulk. But how does that actually feel in your hand? So, yeah, that's the one thing that has me like, I don't know yet. It just seems like a lot of games are leaning into the RPG systems of like having different items and like sort of forcing you to sort of like, I don't know, like it's it's sort of cool. Like at first it was cool to see in games, but now it's like, all right, everyone's trying to throw this in in games now. Especially when some characters don't really need rely on gear. Yeah, that's always weird, too. Yeah, the Hulk is what like his his ripped pants you know is is ripped pants one gonna be different from legendary ripped pants number two i don't know the legendary ripped pants were his favorite pair of pants so he's extra angry oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's it right there damn there you go there it is that makes sense no chris no it doesn't oh shit why would you wear your good you you completely sold it to me at that point. I, Thank I, you. I, I can see it now. Cool. Well, never mind. It makes perfect sense. Go with that. <laughs> I say Marvel, Sony, hire this man. <laughs> but, uh, Rod, you have any, any final thoughts on this? Uh, but, uh, I mean, my thoughts echo a lot of yours, Chris, to be honest. I mean, I haven't seen the video yet. I'm, I appreciate James kind of going into depth on what he saw and what he thought. Um, so I can really kind of only go off of that. And I do plan on watching this as probably as soon as the show ends, I'm, I'm going to check that out. Um, but I, my mind is open. I mean, I want it to be good because I like Miss Marvel. Like, she's fucking great. She's probably one of the better uh, Marvel heroes that they've come up with lately. So, like, I... I'm really excited to see her in action. Uh, but other than that, like, I don't know. This game has kind of looked bland to me at every single showing, but maybe this, this time it looks better. Like James said. So, yeah. They're trying. So, and I think that's what matters is that they're right. trying. Uh, <laughs> all right. So we're going to go ahead and wrap up the show with our topic of the evening. Um, and this is something that I feel like it's a, it's something that we've sort of talked about like, over the past, couple months but i guess like all these parts sort of like fit together especially with uh next gen right around the corner but the question is are current games too long what makes games too long and do shorter games justify a possible uh 60 or 70 dollar price tag so what that means is you know we have games like assassin's creed you know odyssey which is what like 120 something hours to get through it um, do you see that being worth $70 as opposed to a game like, let's say, Undertale, which I don't even know how much that game is, but like for me, I think I played that last year, yeah, last year, or the year you before, like, yeah, last year, last year, and like completely, like, I respected indie games, but that game sort of like threw me on to like, yo, a lot of people complain about games being too samey right now, play your indie games completely change your mind mm-hmm. um like i still bop to that playlist that uh, might be like Undertale. one of my favorite <laughs> one of my favorite arcs i think that we've had on this show is like yeah like just you playing playing that game and having it just take over your mindset and just nope. such a 180 it's great 
Oh all right. my goodness. You mind saying that one, yeah, you mind saying that one more time? We lost all of that. Oh, I'm so sorry. Um basically, like I, I'm so happy. Like this this arc that you've had with Undertale is great. Like I it's one of my favorite things about this show. Like one of my favorite moments is like you playing it and coming back literally a changed man. It's just <laughs> it's phenomenal. Like I love it so much. Damn, you know what? I think it's even deeper than that. Someone uh the uh today actually was like yo chris why are you so calm and i think that's that's the root of it i, I played undertale, undertale. <laughs> <laughs> what did this game do to you oh man i'm complete so man what didn't this game do to me <laughs> um no it's funny is undertale? I, it you could play through it you play through it this week and like it's a game that you could play through and then it's gonna force you to play through it a different way mm-hmm. and then it's gonna force you to play it through a third way I didn't play it through that. Th- I didn't play it through that third way because, to me, the second way of playing the game is like the canon ending. Why get the bad ending for the you know third third time out? Why do that? I'm good. My 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 existence in this game, my save file is perfect right now. So that's why I haven't like picked it back up because I still want to. Like I still have like the thoughts. Like I said before, if a game pops up in my head, I'm like, yo, why am I doing this? I could be playing this game. Like that just shows how much of like an impact that game is like making on me. Undertale's a game that every now and then, like, well, like, I'm like, yo, for one, why am I not playing Undertale? And two, when the fuck are we getting Delta Room? When we need it, quit teasing us. He's working on it. Let Toby do his thing. He's making Pokemon music and stuff. No. Subject was like, no, the bad ending is canon because of Delta Room. I don't want to fucking hear that. I don't want to hear that. Get out of here with that. But or what about you guys? So, um, do you feel that current games are too long right now? Yes. Or okay. And I think that it ends up becoming more of like a padding thing versus there's content you actually want to share. Yeah. And I think that's what makes a difference between a good short game or like a bad long game. Um. As long as you were able to like concisely tell your story and make your point known and not wear out your your systems to the point that they're repetitive or tedious or boring, then you're like you're in a good sweet spot. But if our if our sixty feels like hour five, you're you're too long. You you're you're just doing too much for no reason mm-hmm. at that point. Mm-hmm. Um and that's what deters me for a lot of games. And maybe it's because I don't get far enough into them, but there's a, it gets to a point where I feel like I'm doing for this last five, ten hours, I've been doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's either the story's not captivated enough or the world is just too big going from point A to point B. I would I'm I'm so curious now after going hearing what you said about um like indie games, mm-hmm. like what a triple A budget could do with an indie title. You know what I mean? That's actually really interesting because I I don't know if you would even get the same game at that point. I think a lot of the bigger games are, you know, they're made by a committee. They're made by like thousands of people. If you ever sat through an Ubisoft uh, game Mm -hmm. credit sequence, it's like fucking 45 minutes. Like, you know, and and with an indie game, a small title, like something like, you know, Toby Fox, that's who made Undertale, right? right um so someone like him he's doing literally everything i don't 
think you get that same experience. So I don't even, I don't know if that's like, I think it would be interesting, James, like to have that experiment, that thought experiment. I I don't think that it would, it could even exist because Toby Fox is, is this, that's his undertale is his vision solely. Like, Uh you know, um, and, and I think that's what makes it so special in a lot of ways. I think that's also what makes um, super giant games resonate with me so deeply. They're one of my favorite developers and it's like, they're a team of like 10, maybe, um, and I don't see them making Bastion or Transition, uh, Transistor or or Pyre like with 300 people. You know, it's, it's oh no 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 that's that's not what I'm saying. I just mean like monetary resources. Mm-hmm. Like like give them give them the same amount of time you would give say a a AAA developer like man hours wise, or or give them that same kind of publishing that you would give to a AAA title. Or uh, advertisements and that sort of thing. That kind of push. That that's a really good like thought process. But I think where that sort of falls short is that them these these publishers putting in all that money, they're expecting a certain uh like right. output of money. So and I, I know, know it's hard whatever to like, game yeah whatever game this is is gonna have to be one hell of a game that's gonna pull in that much money. But I mean I do agree with you. I feel like it. Uh, we should see. Um, bigger like Microsoft, which is Sony, Nintendo, sort of like giving out, and they they sort of do this. They have these they, programs. Yeah, they're working for, on it now. These, uh, uh, developers, but you know, sort of like I want to see more I- ideas out there. Yeah, and right now, like they're investing all this money on like really simple ideas, things that they that will guarantee them, you know, getting a return on their investment. Shout out to. Abrook in the chat. <laughs> that's that's the term I was trying to think of the whole time. Got to get the um, ROI. But, but yeah, I think that's the biggest thing is that they need that return on investment. So at that point, are we seeing indie games with microtransactions? Like, what is that? Like, what? Oh no! What's the give no, and take? Don't. Why did you? Even what's the say give and that? take? I'm just saying, like, what's the give and take? Like, they they're gonna want that money back. They're gonna they. Well, I, what, what's up? Well, I was just gonna say, like, with less money you know comes more creativity like because that's true as well you don't it's just like a film you know you're gonna have a smaller budget you have to find creative unique ways to solve a problem um and i think you see that in a lot of smaller games as well so even if they did have the budget for this like i don't know if their solutions would be more interesting than other things that we've gotten from those same people uh Hmm. yeah like i i love the small stories like i love i mean you guys know i've been talking about indie games for i I don't know 10 years or however long like as you guys have known me um and like i and the only thing our first conversation was like yo have you it's like yo have you played bastion we're like bastion you're like yo bastion the best game out there (laughs) if you can find the bastion episode go back and listen to that the the joy in this man's voice. Oh, I'm gonna real. Yeah, I gotta check. Uh, see if I can find all that. real. Um, but it, you know, I, I, they, these particular ex- experiences are they feel personal and they feel they feel very real. And you know, each and every single aspect of the game has like a bit of love and like care put into every single thing that these people do. Um, and and that's great. Um, I, I don't want to go too far away from the main topic, so I guess I could tie that back to, you know, about length. And I think especially the thing with indie games is that they do, I would say just if we're going to be general, like they do have shorter lengths. But yeah, I also 
understand what James was saying earlier about like how they also make their points quicker. You know, that that's that's another reason why they're so uh, so much shorter is because, you know, they, they're kind of in out. And I think the narrative experience, you're more likely to find a stronger pull there um, in an indie title. Uh, then you are a mainstream AAA blockbuster because they're trying to like you know put everything in the kitchen sink into their title all at once. Um, I think when what we got with The Last of Us Two is very rare. Like even if that game didn't work for us, like just totally, I think at least for me, I'll speak for myself. I think like I I respect the big swings. Like even if they miss, like I respect that they went out and was they were ambitious for what they tried to accomplish. They had a lot of different things that they wanted to say. Um, mm-hmm. and we don't get that type of experience with a studio or project that has hundreds of million dollars behind it. Uh, so I think maybe the answer to your question, James, is <laughs> is Last of Us 2. Like, I, I think that's what yeah. happens when you get like a big budget and, and kind of but small like mentality, quote unquote, behind it. You do have the big explosions. And I think it's more akin to something like a blockbuster film. But I think the spirit of that game and that franchise is very much like an indie one. Like Neil Druckmann, like people know his name. People understand like his vision for the things that he's trying to do and accomplish with his narrative uh, techniques. And and that's cool. Like, there's not a lot of people doing that in this space on that level. Subject, I, I was going to say, uh, Subject T in the chat said that Uncharted Lost Legacy probably had the best AAA pacing in time. I think that's like the perfect example yeah. of like... I haven't played giving... that one. Oh, you haven't? Oh, I shit. haven't. Yeah, you should. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's probably... Really? Yeah, I would say sometimes my favorite Uncharted waffles between 2 and Lost Legacy. Um, I actually thought it was way better than four, and I I, I liked four, but yeah. how have I never heard you say that before? I, I have no idea. Yeah, yeah I I co sign on that. Yeah, did y'all talk about this on the show and I missed it? Uh, I think it came out maybe a couple years ago at this point, so maybe not. Maybe not. Um, but mm. yeah, it's it's that is a really good point. Like Lost Legacy oh. is like what eight hours or something like that. It's about as long as Undertale. Yeah, yeah. And and I think it it does everything I think a great Uncharted should do and and it manages to do it in, in like a couple sittings worth and it ends up being better for it. Kind of love that game for being like as brief as it is. Well, let's go see what that $10 gift card's looking like. I might try that out. I was going to say I was say you should you should have it for free. It should have been it was like PlayStation Plus. I'm going to kick myself if I didn't do it. Dang. Yeah, I definitely have some months where it's like, oh, we well, got that for free, and I check my account. It's like, nah, nah, fam, nah. pay this, pay this twenty bucks. I was like, oh, okay. So here's one for you. I was asked about Black Ops Four. Was that on the PS list at all? I remember Modern Warfare was. No, I'm not sure. Oh well, shout out to my boy Kai. I'm sorry, I missed it. <laughs> no zombies for you guys. Anyway, so, so I guess to round this out, um. What about shorter games? Do you and I, and I and I feel like when we talk about shorter games uh, having a sixty to seventy dollar price tag, I immediately think of the order eighteen eighty six. Like that is a game that I feel like if launched at like five dollars, literally no one would complain. Uh, oh yeah, it's five dollars, <laughs> <laughs> Roddy. You complain <laughs> the order was not good. The order was not a good video game. So you guys should go back and play it. You guys should go back and play that game. I have to. Oh, I have it installed. I specifically have it installed. It? I, I talked so highly of it. I talked so highly of it. I was like, do I, I need to go back and replay it? 
No. Maybe that should be the next. I'll, I'll talk. Should I talk? Should I do that and like talk about it next God, week? Should we like bookmark? Bookmark. The oh, it's order also like seven. Like... Okay, we can do that. A couple of short games. It's a seven-hour game. And that, I, that was a problem. This was a sixty-dollar game that like was what seven hours long and set up so much to sort of like pull. It set up so much and then pulled the rug from under you and said, "All right, setting up a sequel that we never got." That we never got. The length was the was, least was, of that game's problems. Was it? Yeah. The, the game looked cool and it had like a neat concept around it, but ultimately did shit all with it and also happened to be terrible to play. Um, really boring wearable sequences that all played out the same. They all played out the same way. Like I just, I would love to have you guys play it. And like if, if I would be surprised if you guys came back and said like, oh, I really enjoyed that game. I would be surprised. I like remote play with your Chris. I'm not buying it though. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> not after that Damn. glowing recommendation. <laughs> I mean, look, I, you, I mean, you guys don't have to agree with me. Like, maybe you guys love it. I would just be surprised. That's all I'm saying. Like, I think, I no. think what it was, what it was, was that I remember, I, yeah, I remember now playing through the game. It was something that me and my girlfriend at the time sort of like, I was like, oh, you know, look at this game. It's like, you know, it's not super involved. You could play it. And like she'd play through it, and then like I think get to up to like the werewolf encounter, and be like, hey, here, take this. <laughs> and I, and I think I would play those. Yeah. So maybe that's it. Maybe I just I, I hold on to that memory. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, it's like I said earlier in the show. I, I will always take a shorter, an excellent shorter game versus a super long one. I and I would bring you know Ghost of Tsushima into that. Like, I mean, again, I, maybe a bad example because I actually, I mean, there's th- there are things to like about Ghost of Tsushima. I'm not hating on that game or shitting on it. Like, it's it's fine. But like, <clears throat> as an example of a game I've probably spent upwards of 20 hours with at this point, like I've spent 10 hours with control and like that a hell of a lot more. Now that's a different type of game. Um, but you know, just in terms of length, we're just strictly talking about length. You know, that is a game that is very succinct. It is, has atmosphere out the fucking wazoo. And it is, uh, it's just super satisfying to play as well. Like there are a lot of cool David Lynchian sort of concepts that is going on with that game that I really, that pushed me forward for all 10 of those hours. And the side quests were all fascinating. And I wanted to learn more about the world. I don't think I've read a single artifact in ghost of tsushima at all like i collect them because they're just numbers on my stat sheet and i'm just like all right got another one cool but like in control i literally read everything because i want i needed to know everything that's going on and so that made that shorter experience that much longer would i say that my 60 dollars were more well spent on ghost of tsushima because i've spent more than twice the time there not at all like i would definitely say i would have spent more money on control um had i known it was going to be that good beforehand so yeah i, I think it comes that's out the quality i was gonna say that's a, that's a game that i definitely can't wait until i play like the, the yeah. next gen upgrade yeah oh, yeah because you're in for a treat i'm holding i'm holding out for that oh yeah games. you played it you know i <sighs> yes i did mm. Mm. made my xbox one x worth it yeah yeah it absolutely it really did but i didn't think about like katana zero Mm. I would have paid more for that game mm-hmm. in all seriousness. Yeah. And it hits all those points we talked about. It was short. It was to the point. It it had fun gameplay mechanics. It was very in-game play mechanics. 
Um, it had unlockables for you to do, but it was still maybe like well, like a seven hour game. Yeah, exactly. B- barely, but yeah, like you say, it, that's that's a great example as well. Should I play that uh, 2019 game of the year? You know, when it got Outer Wilds got robbed. But you know, yeah, you're right though. You're right. <laughs> you are right about that. Thank you, Roddy. I understand that's hard for you to, to oh, deal it's with. Extremely difficult. I'm probably never gonna let that go. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, look, Outer Wilds is another game that like I spent eh, ten somewhere between ten to fifteen hours on it, and I I paid twenty dollars or twenty five something like that, and I would have paid I would have paid sixty dollars for that game. Absolutely, like with no question, no hesitation. It's one of the best games I've ever played in my life. Like it's it's I would have spent a lot. Um, but that's also because that sense of exploration in that particular game is not something that like I got really anywhere else. Um, mm-hmm. And just the the emotion and visceral thrill I got from that is just so is worth it's priceless, honestly. So can I ask like a hy- super like big hypothetical? Okay, and I sort of want to be like I sort of want to see this on the show so that in a small chance that it does happen like relatively soon but not like super soon but like in enough time where i could be like yo i I fucking said that uh uh july 29th 2020 i just want to want to talk about y'all cool with this okay so go ahead big fella at 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 some point in the future when you have (laughs) big chris hot takes incoming yes (laughs) when we have services like game pass we have services like PlayStation Now, which you know has room to grow. But once again, we have Game Pass. That's like the the where I sort of see the uh, sh- like just the games as a service really like going in the future. Will price tags even matter at this point? Once we finally have that, because like I, I I honestly feel like if with Game Pass. And like this whole like next generation, if it takes off from Microsoft, we're gonna see Sony like hop on board. We're gonna, we might. If we're not gonna see Nintendo do anything mm-hmm. like this, but honestly, between Sony, between um, Microsoft doing this Game Pass, you know, Ubisoft has their own version. Um, who else? Yeah, I think the EA Access. Yeah, like we have a lot of like games as a service sort of like available now i i honestly sort of see like just gaming sort of shifting over to the whole games as a service and sort of being like the main way we play our games now like how we don't buy movies anymore we just stream them all i don't remember the last game i bought that game last uh movie i bought like physically mm-hmm. well it was something super specific yeah it's never just like because i like move like the movie huh Damn, this hurts me as a huge film fan, but I understand why you guys are saying that though, and it totally makes sense. I don't, I don't think ninety percent of ninety five percent of people are buying them. Like I buy them because I'm a fucking weirdo who likes my physical media still, and also I don't like not physically owning things. I like being able to pop in a disc when possible. So I, I do like I buy the the, the film enthusiast collections like Criterion discs and things like that. Like I, that's. That's like more my base. I'm not buying a lot of those though. Um, and you know, and I'm I'm pretty hardcore with with that particular, you know, hobby. Um, but yeah, I, I think I, I think the answer to your question is I 
physical games, I think, will always exist, or at least price tags will always exist. But I think what will be happen uh, or be more apparent is that some of the games being developed are going to reflect that model. So definitely more microtransactions, definitely more free-to-play models, um, things like that. Uh, so maybe the free-to-play models, maybe not such a big factor for Game Pass, but I think by the existence of Game Pass, they do know that streaming media will be more prevalent, um, that people are going to consume these in more of a bite-sized style rather than like, you know, wholesale, we're giving you the full experience. Um, so I, I definitely think it will that's, have... That's sort, of, that's sort of where I want to know like the breakdown of how Game Pass, like how developers and publishers make money off of their game being on Game Pass. Like, I, I don't know. I, I don't Even know. they get paid it, out per hours played? I do know that you there they are as likely well I don't I can't say I know I don't know for sure but I imagine that there's some uh, upfront fee that they are that Microsoft themselves are fronting by saying hey we'll put your service or your game on our service for x amount of time you, we're going to give you x amount of million dollars like upfront so you, you know you're good so you take the money now you get funded you're good. And then maybe they kick back residuals based on maybe downloads or something like that. That's my best mm-hmm. guess. Cause I'm thinking sort of like with like Netflix where they're like licensed out. sort of like what you're saying, I uh, licensed out for maybe like a couple months to a year. And that's sort of like why we see games get taken off of game pass. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like you said, like they're getting that upfront money and then it's sort of, I guess up to them if they want to like renew the license or to sort of like take their game off of, uh, the service, but you know, I think Microsoft adding these games onto their service is sort of boosting them up. It's making like it, it, it takes it, it's, it's like us talking about Game Pass almost every episode, like it's something that's like it's selling the service. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, I, I, I don't know if I want to live in that future where like that's like the main course of like how we consume our video games. But like I, I always look back at like just music and movies. Like that's how I listen to new music. That's how I watch my movies. Right. Uh, I have like I don't know. Like I guess I'm sort of like wrapped into this whole like uh, pricing model. Like I have like Disney Plus and um, did like the like I sort of invested into it and did like the yeah I'll just pay for the year and have the service. So here I am paying for disney plus and i honestly only watched the first three episodes of mandalorian and the proud family and sort of like never touched it after that mm-hmm. so it's like mandalorian it's sort of, at all it's cool yeah it's fine that's it's cool period like yeah. it's, I, yeah. I like it it's not bad yeah. but I, I don't know it, it didn't like Make me super excited. Okay, I, glad it's not just me, dude. Yeah, like most people I know were like, you know, oh my god, it's the best fucking thing since sliced. Like, it's fine. It's okay. It's not bad. It's He's not a Jedi. I don't care. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's true. Star Wars for me, though. Very true. That's yeah, like that's a, Star Wars for me. Yeah. Are you not like a Star? Not, you know what? Maybe maybe later. I don't want to derail too much. Sorry. Right, right. Games, games talk, game uh, talk. But did you know what I do like about what Games Pass does to get back on topic? That if you do find a game that you do like, they'll sell it to you at a discounted rate. So if you want to keep it, you can do that. Do they do See, that? as long as you're, that? You're you're buying a digital copy of it though. So like, it, I know for a lot of people, in the off chance that the service goes down, 
you're still losing the money. So at what point, like, doesn't matter. That's true. That's like I still want his digital consoles now. Consoles now. Because you know, in the chat, you know, that was asked. It was asked. uh, He said that you know it means that you have access to the game forever. I don't see game prices going away. Game services are great until you look at the longevity of the service. So I hear that. I look at my Steam account, which at this point has well over maybe 500 games. And like the the sheer thought of like either being locked out of that account or the service is going down and the amount of money that I've invested into like that just storefront. Yeah. I'm stressed. So like, this, yeah. is, this is something that like I've told we have literally spoken about this dozens, maybe maybe hundreds of times at this point, where I've said, "Be careful what you wish for." The all digital future you've wanted, you asked for this, you wanted this, and the the time is nigh. You know, like we, it is, we are it's coming to roost, baby. Like we're we're gonna enter a time when like you 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 literally do not own the media that you've paid for. That is actually a big reason why I still. I still consume physical media like discs um, and why I still up until this year when COVID happened, I started buying a lot more games digitally. The Last of Us, Ghost, uh, Final Fantasy, like all those I got digitally because I didn't want to fucking die. But if it hadn't been for that, I would have gotten all of those physically. Every single one because I need to be able to, to have the resale value if I choose and I need to be able to access that whenever I want. Now, you can also make the argument that, oh, well, you don't get day one patches and shit. That's absolutely true. Like you may not get the most optimized version of your game. And that is also a factor of uh, of de- development, like how that goes nowadays. Like people are, are putting out discs made to be uh, updated day one. And that's just a reality. Of Look, it, looking know. at you, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. And then a lot of those games don't work without the servers working anymore. Exactly. So, so even if you have your disc, it's like, well, I can't validate your installation. So, nah, bitch. Yeah, like uh, <laughs> Destiny um, type of thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. We're talk- oh, shit. We're talking about No Man's Sky in the chat now. Oh, man. I <laughs> Why? Oh, I remember that... Um... When the game came out, like five hours into it, I was like, "Yo!" Like I, I literally like after get after like struggling to get off of a planet, I'm like, you know, ju- like jet, uh, you know, being shot off into space. I'm sitting there. I'm like, okay, I've done this for five hours. Done the same thing for five hours. I don't. Not even. I don't think. I know I'm not having fun. What am I doing <laughs> with my life right now? And I can't do anything about it. Because at that point, Sony was like, you buy it, that's it. There's no return policy. So, that's something else about, like, just digital futures. And I I don't know. I honestly feel like, once again, going back to my hot take of, like, you know, the looking at price tags. Rod, how, how much do movies cost, like, when you're actually buying a movie now, like, physically? Like, I don't even know how much they cost anymore. Um, I mean, if you are doing like the, so the Criterion collections are the most of the ones that I dabble in. Um, those can be upwards of like $40, $50 because there's a bunch of shit that comes with them. It's not just the movie. It's like, you're doing, like, okay. yeah, you're doing other things. It's like a special edition version of a game, or I guess you could say something like that. Mm. It might come with like a director footnote uh, or like something that some, you know, film nerd like myself would 
eat up. Um, but I would say, I would say that generally, I would say thirty dollars maybe for like a you know Best Buy Blu-ray DVD combo or something like that. Um, you know, if you want to go buy Trolls World Tour, it's like thirty bucks. So. The only thing I consider myself like buying movie wise right now would be like an MCU collection or something like that. Mm. One of those compilation kind of things. Or maybe those um those DC Universe animated films. I enjoy those a lot. Mm-hmm. See, but then at the same time, that. I look at those collections. I'm like, do I fucking want this for $150? Or can I just log into my Disney Plus account and just watch those movies? Okay. Yeah, but you have them forever. That's what you gotta think about. It's the investment. Just have them. When everything goes down, and you See, and you and you found that derelict DVD you them, player, you have them forever. But look, let's ask all the people that bought a bunch of VHS movies. They I still have, have my forever. Lion King. They have them forever. But do you even it. have a a, a, a VHS, VHS player? No. So, that's not the point, I mean, Chris. Some, some, some people would, though. Like, so it depends on who you ask. A lot of people would, and there are a lot of movies also have record players. that um, that never got transferred to DVD. So you can only watch certain things. I, I follow a YouTube channel who they that's all they do is like watch terrible shit and like, but they're not available a lot of times on DVD or Blu-ray. Like they're only available on VHS. Like some of that stuff would be lost forever. Um, that's always the the fear as well. I mean, anytime you're dealing with a, a, a difference of media, like, I mean, you're not wrong, Chris, about that, but I, there are plenty of people who do still like value and treasure like their old media. I mean, at the end of the day too, like, James is right. Like if you, 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 you literally own that set. If my power goes out, well, I guess I'm not watching shit, but I mean, like if my My internet goes out, exactly. Yeah. If my internet goes down or something like for whatever reason it is, they, they hit a line or something like I can't watch Netflix or whatever, like unless I've downloaded a bunch of things beforehand, if I I had the foresight to do that, you know, but I can pop in my Blu-ray player and watch a film from that. That's actually happened quite a few times. There's a shitty power grid here, like where the place I'm at. And so power gets knocked out (laughs) if it even rains a little bit. And so like, it's annoying quite frequently to like be in a situation where like, I can't do anything. I literally can't do a damn thing unless I use data on my phone or something like that. Um, And that's frustrating. So being able to have, again, the resale value and the capability to own that media is reason enough for people to go physical. Mm. I don't know. Let's agree to disagree. I'm for sure. For sure. I'm all in. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm, I'm, I'm all. In. There he is. I've, I've accepted that a long time ago because we've had these discussions multiple times on this show. We, I already know I'm not trying to convince you to go uh, physical, man. That's never gonna happen. Mm-hmm. At all. Not anymore. <laughs> all right, so we're gonna go ahead and wrap up for this week, guys. Uh, roll out the red carpet. Shoutouts. What we got? James. Uh, not a lot this week. Typical fair. Thank you guys for tuning in as per usual. I'm not going to steal all the thunder because I know Roddy's got stuff lined up he wants to say. Roddy, take it away. Wow, that is actually really good. Now I'm not ready because I completely thought you were going to just say everything. (laughs) Oh, Um, I mean, if you need me to, I got you. So, uh, yeah, if you really like what you've heard today, go ahead and check us out on Apple Music or Music. Apple Podcasts, yeah, I'm all fucked up. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, SoundCloud, Facebook, Twitch page, everything like that. Give us a like, rating, especially on the Apple Podcast. That helps us out so much. So if you can give us a rating and a comment, that would be excellent. Thank you for listening.
And with that, guys, we are sounding out for another week. Appreciate everybody that's in the chat that's been, you know, talking to us during the show. Shout out to all the subs, all the follows from this week and last week because I forgot to yeah. shout out the, the subs from last week. Um, we appreciate you. We really do. We really appreciate y'all fucking with us and, you know, you're part of the family. Um, have a great week. Wear your mask. Drink more water. Make great decisions, guys. And with that, we are out for another week. Guys, stay beastly. Peace.